I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. Listen to me, Dean Winchester. What you're feeling right now, it's not death. It's life. A new kind of life. Open your eyes, Dean. See what I see. Feel what I feel. Let's go take a howl at that moon. Don't you cry no This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are back for the finale of season nine, Chris. We made it through the mostly unscathed, I think. I don't, I don't think I have too many uh-huh. scars from season nine. I got overall, I'm, no. I'm pretty positive on it. I'm looking forward to digging into no. this episode because it's a pretty damn special finale. Yeah, I, uh, I've been back and forth on season nine, as the listener knows. You know, it's sometimes I feel a little burnout. We've been watching it so consistently for so long, and when they, whenever they repeat certain things or do certain things, you get you start to go, Ugh, "Come on, man, come on!" Like, God damn it, if Supernatural doesn't know how to do a good finale, they, they do. Always hit it out of the park. <laughs> um, I was, I don't want to get into a full ranking session here, but I was thinking about like memorable finales, right? And you've got the the season one car crash, you've got season three, Dean goes to hell, um, yeah, season. four four no season five obviously like feels like the ending of the fucking series which a lot of people yeah. say over and over again this is like up there with some of my favorite finales like i don't know how i would necessarily rank them unless i sat down and really did that work which i'm not going to do because like why um but it's, it's up there like i think it's 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 like like this the the last shot of this episode is so great and unexpected like and it builds towards it like it's not a it's not necessarily a twist because we've been building towards it all season and it's just so good. I'm so glad. I know you were spoiled on it before it aired originally. I yeah, was not. And yeah. I had a blast learning about this. I, uh, I was a couple episodes behind on season nine back when it was airing and I saw a gif of this final moment that the last, what four seconds of the episode. And that was all I needed. And I, and I was like, fuck. And then everybody was throwing around a certain, um name a certain play on a on a name yeah and i i was just like son of a bitch it's one of those things that i think if you were if you were just tangently looking at supernatural stuff at all like you would just you would get spoiled on it like it would it was it was too big to keep quiet yeah it was either on twitter or it was literally like the one person on tumblr that i followed back then who posted supernatural stuff because i i didn't follow anyone who posted that stuff it was all like video game and then there was just this random was one was one person who who maybe threw it in there. I don't want to I don't want to blame anybody, but yeah. Regardless, it was a was uh, it Niz? Did Niz spoil you on it? Um, <laughs> here's a uh, here's a six year call out in the waiting. <laughs> Niz, what the fuck? <laughs> I gotta have some words with you, girl. <laughs> we got to get her on the podcast so we can yell at her about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah. This is you know. I saw a lot of what I've been waiting to see in this season, in this one episode. So I'm able to forgive a lot of things that I might have taken issue with throughout. And again, I, I let me just get this out of the way that I think that already knowing what was going to happen deprives you a little bit of the joy of Supernatural. Now, obviously, I've rewatched the first five seasons a million times, so that's not entirely true. 
But when you're in a season like this, where events are taking place, some of the the real joy and, and experience and the fun of it comes from not knowing what's going to happen next. So maybe some of my burnout has been from knowing what to expect and kind of already making judgments on it rather than just focusing on what it should be. Um, but overall, I'm happy where we landed. Well, before we get too deep into it, Chris, let's uh, let's mm-hmm. thank all of our nice patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. They donate some cash to us every month and they get some cool rewards in return and not just the reward in their heart for knowing they knowing they're supporting <laughs> two cool dudes. Um, uh, yeah, cool. me and the guy that edits this podcast is who I'm talking uh-huh. about. Uh, of um, course. But they also get exclusive podcasts. They get access to the discord. Uh, they get all kinds of cool stuff. So go check that out. Patreon.com slash monster of the week. I want to do a quick thing here. Chris, I didn't, I didn't prepare you for this. So I'm sorry. I was, if I was about to do it for you. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to do? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, if you like this show, then you might enjoy a podcast called dead blood club. Um, oh, yeah. which is a podcast uh, featuring uh, Jeremy Greer mm-hmm. uh, and his wife, Autumn Greer, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. two of the smartest, funniest, most wonderful people on the internet well, doing a podcast about uh, Interview with the Vampire. Uh, Jeremy, you want to tell them about it? That's, I mean, you nailed it. It's two of the smartest okay. and funniest people that I know doing a podcast about the book Interview with mm-hmm, the Vampire. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, me and my wife, we're going to do the whole series. We're going to um, definitely be doing some of the extra material around it. So, like, there's a, obviously, there's a very famous movie adaptation of Interview with the Vampire, and I can't wait to be able to watch that. There's a very yeah. terrible adaptation of Queen of the Damned that I can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah is in that, Chris. Yes, she is. <laughs> and she is not that great in it. Um, <laughs> It's a it's a movie. There's a comic it's a book, movie. There's a comic book adaptation of the vampire. Ooh, I hope it's as good as the supernatural one. Yeah, I've I've picked that up, but um, it seems to be just a straight adaptation. It's not. There's no new content in there, so I don't think we're going to get any crazy John Winchester's, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, deadblood.club is the website for that. It's just as of today on um, iTunes and various other searchable places, so you can go subscribe to it. And if you like it, let us know. It's at deadbloodclub on Twitter. Oh yeah. All right. Now, what were you going to do? I thought that's what you were going to do. Well, now that we've done that, I don't want to do more. I don't want. We have, we have to talk about. Do the admin. Do the admin. We'll we'll roll into it. They're not going to hear our long-winded outtakes until <laughs> after true, this true. part. They just got here. <laughs> they, they just got here. <laughs> they don't realize they have forty-five minutes of Chris losing his mind to listen to in the outtakes. Yeah, I'm having a full breakdown. <laughs> um. Yeah, August thirty-first. I uh, I am doing a. A, a, like a, a live podcast um, I do a podcast called Days of Future Cast Over at the Duckfeed.tv network um, It's a podcast About X-Men The network it does tons of podcasts About video games and comedy stuff And all kinds of crazy stuff is going to be there um, But they're doing what they're calling Duck Fest So uh, August 31st um, just hit me up on Twitter for details or if they have a landing page, I might put that in the show notes for this episode. Uh, yeah, it's in Portland, Oregon. Um, so if you're in that area and you want to come hang out there, tickets will be on sale pretty soon. Probably by the time you're hearing this, tickets will be on sale. Um, and then if you just want to come hang out, there's going to be a meet and greet at a barcade, which if I'm understanding has two of my favorite things, which is a bar and an arcade. And a cage. <laughs> oh yeah. And an arcade. Yeah. 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 yeah of course. So, I have, I'm looking forward to drinking some beer and uh, killing some dudes in video games. Uh, I'm really hoping that they have that new Enter the Gungeon cabinet there because that would be pretty dope. Um, but I doubt it. That thing's like $5,000. Did you see that, by the way? That thing is awesome. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what the frick you're talking they about, They made an Enter the Gunge, uh, Gungeon arcade cabinet. It's a light gun game based on the, based on the game. It looks fucking they, phenomenal. You know they, 
They just got an Xbox hooked up inside that fucker. I don't care. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> it's so awesome looking. And it's $5,000. Like, it's fucking crazy. Anyway. Damn. Um, so, yeah, if you want to come hang out, obviously won't be doing, like, Supernatural stuff there because we'll be talking about X-Men. But I'll be hanging out all day and on all evening. And uh, I am bringing some Supernatural, some Monster of the Week merchandise. So I'll have some uh, some stickers and stuff like that to give out if you're uh if, just just tell me the secret code which is i like monster of the week and i will give you yeah. a thing that has monster of the week yeah. on it so uh i gave jeremy permission to give to, to give me a phone call and i'll and i'll yell i nut blood at you okay sure we could <laughs> look he did not give me that permission until just now <laughs> as you heard it and i am going to take that like he was serious and not make any you jokes can put me so, on speakerphone and i'll scream something and then i'll hang up if you want me to call chris in front of you and have him scream i nut blood at you i will make that happen for you that's not yeah, a problem yeah i'll scream and then i'll hang up and then i'll think about it embarrassed the rest of my night but you won't be able to see that all right chris catch me up on let's do it with season nine all right all right proper nouns all over the place baby here we go the road Whew. so far gadriel metatron dead kevin human Cass, and stolen grace queen abaddon jody mills kane and his mark and the first blade angel rebellions pop culture references just eggs and bunker boy Season 9 has been one hell of a ride, and we're about to hit one hell of an ending. <laughs> that was phenomenal, Chris. That was I great. did karate punches for I every one of those I things. could tell yeah. that you had some physical like motion in you when you were doing that. Like that they had to come from the core. <laughs> you, can't, you can't make those kind of noises with your mouth without like moving your hands at a high speed. So. You're damn right. All right. So we are Woo! covering Season 9. Episode 23, Do You Believe in Miracles? This was written by Jeremy Carver. This was directed by Thomas J. Wright. It aired on May 20th, 2014. The shocking season finale. Dean feels the effects of the first blade, and Metatron makes his move against humanity. Meanwhile, Sam, Dean, and Castiel face shocking consequences when taking the fight to Metatron. This is a really low-key intro compared to yeah, what, what they have usually normally do. done. Yeah. Chris, we, I don't... I know you don't really use my notes. We, we each make our own notes, um, so you don't really look at the notes that I make. But something that I do every week, and this is just in case it comes up, is I copy and paste all of like the guest stars' names and who they've played. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this week, as you might imagine it for being a packed episode, has a surprising number of guest stars. I'm just going to run down this list, and uh, I, wanted to, I want you to tell me, like, yes or no, do you remember who this person is? Okay. Um, and number one, Hannah. Yeah, yeah, I know Hannah. She was okay. Castiel's pal, and she's back. She works for Metatron now, yeah. Chris, I said yes or no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. Ingrid? Uh, no. Neil? No. Demon Masseuse? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Az- Azriel? I remember the name. Pura? No. Senior Angel? Absolutely not. Pedestrian? There's no way. Minion number one? Nope. Minion number two? Oh, of course, minion number two, yeah. Homeless Angel? Uh, I always remember a homeless angel. <laughs> George? Nope. Homeless Woman? Uh-uh. Teen Video Boy? Pardon me? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a yes or a no? <laughs> That's my answer. Okay. Uh, Waitress? No. Yeah, 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 Demon's Road Tour, yeah, yeah. And finally, my favorite, the teen pervy guy. Oh. 
What videos are you watching? I'm watching where'd Supernatural. Where would you get this info from? I got from? this on the Supernatural Wikipedia page. Teen pervy guy? I legit teen who's guy. Teen, Who's Teen Pervy guy? We'll get to him, but he's the guy who was like uh filming that chick's ass while she was walking wide. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that I thought that would have been Teen Video guy. Well, there were two of them. One looked like they had an oh, emo haircut. One one behind the camera, of yeah, course. Yeah. So Anyway, uh, that is our guest. That is our guest cast for this episode. Um, we get our normal uh, montage set to carry on my wayward son, like we we yeah. have since season two. Uh, Chris, what's your what's your, where are you at on this um, montage? For scale of one to ten. Um, you know they don't they don't uh, tingle my mingles as much as they used to, but um, I'm all you know I'm always happy to to hear the song and, and remind us where we came from. I always feel like there's one verse for each of the brothers in, in Carry On My Wayward Son, and it, you know, it just, it, it brings you back. It takes you back to, to, to square one, to Sam come, getting picked up at Samford, and them going on the road, because dad's been missing, and um, the song will always bring me back to that spot. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, they they do a lot of, like, jumps and, and cuts to the, to the music, which makes mm-hmm. it sound a little different, I think. Um, and it always, like... I think it's just because I've heard Carry On My Wayward Son so many times now, especially when I started using it for the podcast and I was hearing like yeah. <laughs> hearing it, you know, four times when I'm balancing that. Anyway, um, that always kind of weirds me out a little bit. But man, like, is it just isn't it super fun to see Dean and Sam just kill a bunch of fuckers to Carry uh-huh, On My Wayward uh-huh, Son? Like, it's uh-huh. so satisfying. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, they did that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just gets you so excited to watch. uh supernatural right it's their highlight reel it's all the good shit you know scrub out all their drama scrub it clean man scrub it clean so we pick up immediately from where we left off at the end of episode 22 which is uh dean having tried to stab gadriel uh in the chest with the first blade but only managing to get a a slice off of his belly uh sam and castiel immediately grab dean from behind something that castiel's used to doing but uh sam has not done that very often hasn't had Um, to do it too much um yeah they they're full-on taking both of them to restrain him and like fight the blade out of his hand yeah um dean is pure rage like it's he's like like, yeah jensen Jensen nails this too it's so good I described him as a wild dog at the end of last episode, and that's what he is right now. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's just that pure, like that fury, that snarling. Like I'm gonna fucking kill this thing, and I don't even, I don't even care. There's no, there's no thought. There's only instinct, and that instinct is kill. Um, and we cut immediately to them basically locking Dean up in the bunker where they've had Crowley for most of the time. Um, and I, I actually, I love what they start to do with Jensen and with, with Dean here, um, because obviously. He looks just livid, absolutely furious, but he also looks really pale and like haggard. And there, it's, I mean, it's hard to make Jensen look like anything's wrong with him. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, know, Jensen's a per- nine out of 10 when he's like, when he's got, you know, yeah. like food poisoning and that dude probably looks great. Like the last time that they locked Sam up in the bunker. Like he he looked like me, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks, dude. Like you need help." Um, <laughs> Sorry about your face, dog. <laughs> Sorry about your face, dog. Uh, but Dean, he's I'm just like I, like I have to squint really hard. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm like I guess that perfect human face looks like it might be uh, ailed slightly. But yeah, he looks you know he looks pale. He looks worn out. We don't necessarily know why, but there, this is like this is the first time we've seen a like in his face, not just in his expression, but like in in him that this thing is taking some kind of major toll on 
Yeah, he. I, I have him in the notes as he is big mad and he is not looking well. Um, mm-hmm. He is screaming at Sam and Castiel saying, you know, I am the only shot we have of killing Metatron and you're going to take my weapon away from me and lock me up. Like, what of a hell of a plan this is. Like, it's... This is this is insane, and like they just look at each other and turn around and walk out of the fucking room and lock him yeah. in, which I find big, extremely uh, hilarious. Big flashbacks to season four, Sam thinking he's the only one who can do it, and um, them having to literally lock him up because he's addicted to demon blood. So that's a whole thing. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Sam and Cass they walk back out to where Gadriel was, and now he's gone. Yes, uh, he wasn't dead; he was just cut. Um, but yeah, now he he's out of there. So we got that problem. Cut back to Dean before we can do anything else, and now we see Dean what coughing up blood. Um, and that's if that's this not a like, sign that something's wrong. Then. This looked like him vomiting up blood. Like this was like they have him, and I, I really like the way that they did this because it's super gross and it's super horrifying. But they present it in such a pedestrian way. Like the camera is kind of like he's far away from the camera in a corner and like coughing up like what are throwing up what looks like internal organs. Like it looked like he's literally Mm -hmm. threw up like pieces of a lung and just splattering all over the place. But it's not like lingered upon. Like it's not, it's not super CG. Like he just does it. And then he walks back towards the camera to get into their uh, wizard cabinet. And I just like the way that the very, like like I said, pedestrian, the very plain way that they filmed that really, really spoke to me. Um, and there, there's the aspect of that that is like, Hey, we got to get a lot done this episode. Let's keep it moving. People. Um, but the other part of that, I think, is because that's still Dean. That's Dean still refusing to acknowledge anything that's happening to him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm coughing up blood. Well, I do that sometimes. Yeah. You know, I, that's it's not a big deal. Um, I I've, I keep wanting to see the vulnerable Dean where the Dean breaks down. And, and obviously, he's not going to do it in front of Sam and Cass. Um, but but him breaking down on his own to see, like, what the fuck is this thing doing to me? This what What is happening to me? I don't understand. Even as he's still being driven by it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Dean's by himself and he still can't quite let that happen. I think the, the pedestrian way that they show that um, is him, you know, coughing up blood and then just moving on. You know, he's not even going to think about it. He um he does look in the mirror like he, he goes yeah. to their wizard cabinet, and opens it up and he kind of stares at himself in the mirror. This is going to be something that happens throughout this episode. There are multiple times where he just like looks at himself like, as, as if to think, what the fuck is going on with you, man? Like something's happening. Um, we get our splash screen, the the cool you know supernatural mm-hmm. logo, and then we switch over to Metatron, um, who is typing away at his typewriter while Neil the Angel, who you might remember from our extremely funny segment like ten minutes ago, <laughs> from uh, is uh, is asking him if he's writing the new Angel Handbook, but Metatron says no. Uh, it's a new story, a marvelous story. And Neil's like, oh, like the notebook, which is <laughs> super, supernatural with these fucking pop culture references, Chris. It's just out of control. <laughs> Absolutely out of control. Um, thankfully, we don't linger here for too long because even even up to the bitter end, I'm still like, get this motherfucker off my screen. I don't want it. Um, he, Yeah, he wants to be called God and they set up a little. Uh, OK, so this actor who plays Metatron, he also plays the principal in New Girl. Uh, and that's straight like he is just the principal. Does he? He's like, a, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's he's Jess's boss or whatever in that show. Um, Weird. Yeah, he uh, and that that's who this character is. That's who Metatron is. He was literally like, yeah, set, get me on the intercom so I can talk to all the angels. And that's what he does. And he gets he gets on the radio so he can t- talk to everyone on Angel Radio, including Castiel. I um he has a line here, and um because he's talking about uh. He has he he's talking about like oh yeah I've reunited the angels but like you know it's 
it, it was it's kind of like getting it's like getting second place like it's 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 kind of like getting a people's choice award and i looked it up and, and sure enough supernatural has gotten a lot of people's choice yeah. <laughs> awards yeah. or, and they, they've been nominated for way more obviously but they have been they've definitely gotten several of those which is which is pretty dope and it's, it's kind of a funny joke to me to, to slag uh, yeah, on the award yeah. body um but yeah he's rigged up this microphone he starts talking to everybody and um i think i might have missed something here because he, he basically says like hey welcome back and like he's got a plan does he, does he say he's going to be gone for a while is that what it is um let's see if i wrote it down i feel like i didn't because i just it was metatron, yeah, it and was I was metatron. Like, let's keep it like, moving yeah, people let's keep this uh, fucking going he says he's going on a trip and heaven's door will be closed until that's, he comes back that's what it is okay, okay um, so that's what but when when he comes back it will be glorious that's um it, yeah and we're kind of we hear this through castiel who's picking it up um, and it ends just as Sam and Castiel are rolling up on what looks like uh, the car that Gadriel was in. And then they find him shortly after uh, bleeding out just like on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah. And Gadriel is uh, Gadriel says Metatron is um, going to uh, well, the healing. There's some back and forth about healing because Castiel doesn't have a lot of his grace. Then he, yeah. Castiel just does it. Um, and then Gadriel says Metatron is going after humanity as a whole. Uh, so then we, because we we're just going to be constantly switching we go over to Crowley who is <clears throat> getting a masseuse by a mm-hmm, very attractive mm-hmm. woman and uh who is getting a little too nosy for for Crowley she's like giving him uh in- theories and stuff about how to handle hell and he's like i just want a massage lady like i just want my haircut yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't want yeah. i don't want your life fucking story here right right yeah he's not feeling any of this stuff and now we got to throw Crowley in the mix we can't we can't have an episode without Crowley um and then what is it this when things start to uh shake shake yeah because uh, what do you know somebody is trying to summon him and of course it's dean they they neglect they took his first blade they neglected to take all of the wizarding supplies out of yeah. the, out of the box They're, normally somebody would be strapped down in this in the chair so that's not a big concern mm-hmm. but yeah pretty sloppy work sam i'll be honest yeah with they you. left all of his spell ingredients and his magic wand <laughs> i guess they um, teach you that after you graduate uh Spanford university right 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 so uh, um crowley shows up yep. which is weird because this room is like warded but it doesn't matter um he tells uh dean tells crowley oh that, shit i didn't even think about that that was crowley just yeah. bouncing around yeah, yeah. okay whatever yeah, it's yours. whatever it's yeah. just that kind of like half wall bookshelf thing there that's not a big deal um dean tells crowley like hey i got this mark but i can't fucking turn it off like all i need I, all i want to do is kill um and like literally he's throwing up if he doesn't kill like his body is having a physical reaction like he's he's having a uh withdrawal from not killing yes uh and unfortunately as as crowley kind of spells out for him he's like hey yeah the more you kill the better you feel and the less you do it the worse you feel um and it's so it's 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 like hell if dean doesn't kill and he says if uh says the reason that kane didn't die when he was doing all of this when he stopped killing is because he was a he was technically a demon so he was more Mm -hmm. powerful than a just a mere mortal like dean is and this is what i wanted to see for a while now i wanted to see dean struggling with it i wanted to see him worrying about it um i know that that's not necessarily where he's at mentally right now he doesn't have the the time or the energy to stop and worry about what's happening to him um but this reminded me of hero dean and less about like bossy first blade dean you know bossy and first blade those are two different things but you know how he he keeps kind of just like taking charge and, and doing whatever he wants to do um but this this reminded me of old hero dean of i have i have made a personal sacrifice um and it is 
I, I did it for the, the greater good, but now I'm, I'm just really worried about it. You know, um, when he makes the deal for Sam, he trades his soul. Um, you can tell at first he keeps on that brave face, but then it starts to break him down and it starts to eat at him that he, he's, he's scared of what's happening. Um, and, and we see that even with what's happening to Sam in earlier seasons of like, I'm going to protect my little brother, but then it gets to a point where he's, he's too, he's scared of what's happening and it's, it gets to be too much for him. This, we haven't really seen any of that. It's been just sort of like gung ho straight ahead. I'm not worried about it. Shut up everybody. Um, so this, even though they don't belabor it, it just shows that, that the old Dean is still in there. The Dean that, that is human and, and the Dean that, that worries and suffers and that lives beyond just that outward version of himself that he's that he's putting out there um that that dean's still there and that as much as it's sad it also kind of made me glad to to see that again yeah this was all really really nice i mean not maybe nice is not the right word but it's 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 really like quality supernatural it's like dean at his some of his most deans um that i that we've seen for a while like it's it's really good stuff um he basically just like tells crowley like i'm gonna get my blade we're gonna go to heaven we're gonna kill metatron you're gonna help and uh, we switch over to Sam, uh, who is with Castiel um, and Gadriel, fully healed up, who are coming back into the bunker to find, of course, Dean missing, smell of sulfur in the air, and no first blade. And I really, really crack up at the idea of Sam calling Dean and like leaving a voicemail, like a stern voicemail. Like, sure, Dean's definitely mm-hmm, going to listen mm-hmm. to your voicemail, Sam. Like, I don't listen to Autumn's voicemail, and I love that chick. Like, <laughs> she knows better than to leave me one. I'm not going to listen to it. Like, there's no point in, in relaying this information. Like, I just, it just really cracked me up where he's like, you need to call me, Dean. Dean, call me back. And then hangs up the phone yeah, angrily. Yeah. He's real furious. Um, so Sam is just like positive <laughs> that Dean is with Crowley. Like he's like, I know yeah. you're cheating on me again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gadriel, unfortunately for Sam, is like, hey, like I know you guys are like I know he's cheating on you right now, but um, he's also your best bet. He's our best bet of of taking down uh what's his name? Metatron. <laughs> Marv. <laughs> uh let's what who says oh um sam says I'm, I'm sorry that our best chance is arming the warhead and hoping that it hits the mark this isn't a bomb we're talking about this is my brother um we're like oh nice nice of you to drop in sam nice of you to remind <laughs> us because remember when you were mad at him for half the season not that it wasn't justified i remember how you didn't like him and all suddenly that's gone um yeah. but that that again that it's one of those lines that kind of that regrounds us because that's the type of thing is like you you can have you can have some beef you can have some bullshit with somebody that you love somebody that your family or a really good friend where it just like you never really resolve it but things go back to normal anyway because that's just how it is and it's not necessarily the healthiest but it seems like that's almost happened here yeah like they they don't have time to kind of deal with their shit anymore because there's other stuff going on. So yeah, it's like, well, we might as well we just have to kill Abaddon or we have to get this or, you know, stop the, open up the, stop the angel faction war or, mm-hmm. you know, kill Metatron, kill Abaddon. There's always some shit to do. That's not sit down and talk about your feelings and work your shit out with your brother. Like that's just not going to happen. Right. Um, which is unfortunate. Like I, I, I really enjoyed the brother drama in this season. I know, um, I know some people were like thinking that I was being a little too, uh, 
um, Dean antagonist <laughs> and an mm-hmm. antagonistic. Uh, but like, I've really thought that a lot of the the drama in this season was was justified. And I actually like Sam being pissed at Dean here doesn't like. I think he's he's so worried about him because he cares so much that he's it's expressed in anger, right? Like, and Dean does that as right. well. Is like you just get so you're like, no, I have to take care of you. You're obviously sick. Like, I have to be able to do this. And he gets mad at him. Um, Gadrill says that. Uh, Metatron is tapping into the energy of the angel tablet to basically have all of his crazy god powers that we've talked about in sure. previous episodes. All right. Sure. Why not? Um, why, why the heck not? He says that the tablet is in uh, Metatron's office, um, the place where we keep seeing him type on his dumb typewriter, and they are going to go there, and Castiel is going to break the connection. Uh, Sam it. has a major concerns with this plan, and of course I do too because it sounds stupid. <laughs> like we're just going to walk in, yep. find the angel tablet, and break it, and yeah. Um, but uh, hey, there's no time to worry about that nope. because in the next scene we see a human woman get hit by an entire car. Oh no! We, the next scene is the diner scene. What right? is the diner scene? I oh no 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 no! I'm so I'm so sorry. We see a whole lady I'm so get sorry. hit by yeah. a whole car. Yeah yeah, that's you are absolutely correct. This chick just gets fucking clobbered with the, by, by a vehicle. Um, and then she's and on then the phone Metatron, too, right? Like she's talking about yeah. something. She's mad at somebody, but she just gets she's like, talking creamed. shit. Yeah. And then Metatron is there, and that's it. Yeah, Metatron shows up saying, I'm not sure she's dead. And then we go to the diner with Crowley and, and Dean, where uh, Dean orders just <laughs> he orders a single cup of coffee. And Crowley's like, really? Like, you you sit at this woman's table, and referring to the waitress, uh, you sit at this woman's table, you spread all, all your shit like a college student, and you're just going to order a coffee and tip her, what, like, eight cents? Like, what's wrong with you? And <laughs> he's like, whatever, I'll take a burger. Just let's, I need to do, I need to focus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, which is, I think it's funny that that comes up later. It's like Dean not wanting to eat, um, Mm -hmm. which I I always really liked that detail as it, when it came up later. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of the uh, stuff that they're seeding for the eventual, the thing that happens at the end, um, is really good. Like that's all that stuff Mm -hmm. is, is really well done. Um, Dean is on the internet, like looking for somebody. I don't know. I don't quite know Google what we're doing, uh, but Crowley is like having this existential fucking crisis on the other side of the table, and of like, do you ever, yeah. do you ever feel like this is all you're doing, that this is all there is, and just you want to hang up your hang up? And Dean's like, "What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah. Let me work. Is this what is, I traded Sam or Cass for this? Yeah, this for sucks. this. For this. <laughs> well, Crowley says that he's off human blood now, um, so he's mm-hmm. dealing with some shit, um, and he also says that hell is complicated. Uh, and and Dean says Game of Thrones is complicated. Your problem is you. And they just Supernatural is just as bad as you and I. I know with these Game of Thrones references, <laughs> none of us can help ourselves. This is going to be the fucking snake that eats itself if we keep going. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. He also says that uh, shower sex is complicated, and Dean, it's not that complicated. Just don't have Dean. sex in the shower. Like that's Dean, a, this stop, is a simple problem. Stop trying to have sex in those tiny motel showers. Yeah, what are you doing? There's no room in there. Yeah, you your gotta, brother's asleep in the other room. Stop it. <laughs> God, with the bunker, it's even worse. Stop! You'll wake Sam. <laughs> what did we decide was coming out of the faucets at the bunker in the last episode? I've already forgotten. Uh, it was cologne. Cologne. That's what it was. Just showering in some fucking curve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, Dean can't really find anything about angel sightings or any kind of weird behavior, but then uh, two very obvious demons, which I believe are minion number one and minion number two, they gotta uh, be. show up and hand Crowley a phone, and it's a video, um, 
And I asked this in the Discord. I'm going to ask you. Uh, this is the video where the guy is like filming some chick's ass, and then of course he he pulls the camera around as soon as he sees this chick get hit by the car, and then like runs over and like we get a, a video of Metatron healing this woman and like saying like oh yeah like showing humanity that there is that the divine is possible. Uh, is it okay to to have this depiction of a guy filming a woman's ass if that they then label him teenage pervy guy in the credits like that's you know gonna what? be on he his is... imdb page right yeah. well he is teenage pervy guy because that was a teenage pervy guy move yeah that's just, it was I'm... and then um, look that dude up and see what else he has played is this when is this when metatron says like call me marv yes because mm-hmm. I, I don't know when that happens but i i could not handle it because we've been calling him marv Ever since we first heard that, but I think the show says it maybe once or twice back in season eight or whatever it was, uh, and we've we just kept that going. And then he, he just says, "Call me Mar," but I was like, "What the fuck? Excuse Get out me. of my brain!" Excuse yeah. me, um, Marv is in the Magicians. That's interesting. Interesting. Not Marv, uh, the the teenage pervy guy. Teenage perv. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, we yeah he says his name is Marv and then we go over to Dean um, who uh, having seen this video wants to wants to immediately go over there and seek Marv out uh, but he hasn't touched any of his food and you know Carly's like are you sure you don't want your food and he's like no I'm good let's go and yeah. we go over to Castiel and Gabriel or not Gabriel Gadriel I wrote down Gabriel because I'm a dumbass they're uh, all the same Gadriel <laughs> <laughs> they're all the same guys actually you can't in this in this in this fandom you can't really say that Gabriel is anybody but Gabriel will get mad at you so um they go to a children's playground where Gadriel knows the door to totally heaven. normal thing to do yep just the creepiest dudes in this like old ass car just rolling up outside of a playground where we see two young girls play. Yeah, and it's it's a it's very much a young girl, like like when I would clock at ten, and then like a like a seventeen year old chick or something. And uh, they're the the guardian angels, the GF, if you will, of of this situation. Guardian forces. Thank you very much. Yes, I I I, I knew what it stood for. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> I learned. Um, but they say that the door is closed and. Uh, Gadriel says, "Well, I'm pretty sure Metatron would want me to." Like he's the one that told me to go get Castiel. We didn't mention that they've got Castiel like in handcuffs. By the way, why does Castiel have handcuffs in his trench coat? Because he said the you know de- kinky sex, but I mean like he just has it. Right, uh, right. But, but they're pretending the, he's, that he's a prisoner. Right. They did the Wookiee thing. He's like, oh, remember uh, they gave me uh, pop culture references. So oh let's yeah, do a thing for, from I a forgot, new hope. I forgot that he. Yeah, you tried to wipe it from your memory, but I'm here to remind you. <laughs> oh man, Castiel said Wookiee in this episode, Chris. Maybe it's not the good finale yeah. that I was talking about. Maybe it's not. All. Maybe it's not. Hey, listeners, let us know. Wookiee, Jesus Christ. In, in future seasons, do they stop at the pop, pop culture references? I feel like it's it's worse this season because of Metatron. Yeah, but I hope that yeah. we get we get freed from from this hell that we're living in. I feel like it's just going to like like this is like this is the writers being pretty clever, right? Like, oh, I bet these I uh, bet these cosmic uh, beings have seen some movies and or something. So I think it's going to. Get are they being clever? I, I said the writers <laughs> think they're being clever. Like I didn't say that they were being clever. This is a very important distinction in my words. Uh. Um, so yeah, they're pretending that Castiel is an angel, and eventually they agree, but they say they're going to have to do the spell uh, over again. So we go back over to Dean and Crowley who have arrived at this poor woman's house um, who lives in a trailer house um, and are surprised to find Sam who is uh, already just there. Doing push-ups just doing push ups outside just, her house. One arm push ups while, while he what does are... research with his other hand. <laughs> just doing yeah. some research. Shirt on, out. socks on, but weirdly 
bare bat, bare bat. Yeah, yeah, no shirt. Very weird. <laughs> <Just> full, just, <laughs> yeah. uh, Pants and socks and shoes. No, no shirt. It was very strange. Uh, uh, but yeah, he says that he was already there, um, and they they kind of argue over um, basically whose fault everything is. Dean's taking it all mm-hmm. on himself. Sam says it's his fault. Uh, Dean Dean says no it was my fault that I put that angel in you and Sam's like it's it's no it's not you know I I'm the one that has to live with this I, I have dreams about killing Kevin yeah. and all this other stuff I wrote like down the quotes you know she, you know it's a finale if I start writing down quotes yeah yeah definitely so, so Dean says that it, that it's all um how Gadriel killed Kevin blah 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 and then Sam says the angel that you let in the front door in the first place you tricked me Dean and now I'm the one who wakes up in the middle of the night seeing my hands killing Kevin not you so please, when you say you don't want to explain anything to me, don't. I get it. And I also get that Metatron has to go. And I know that you're our best shot to do that. Nice. Um, and Dean says, I'm going to take my shot for better or for worse. Sam says, I know. Dean says, no matter the consequences. Sam says, I know. But if this is it, we're going to do it together. You want to know what he whispered to her, right? In the video, his next stop. And then they, they go on from there. That was our, that was our clue. Because yeah, Metatron, he whispered something in this girl's ear. Yes. But mm-hmm. I guess that was supposed to be where they were, he was heading to next to perform another imagine, miracle. Imagine, Chris, if you will, for a moment. You're walking mm-hmm. down the streets of Boston. A a, a rambunctious um, Red Sox fan veers around the corner, strikes you. You go flying. Car drives off. This portly dude with a bunch of Star Wars references in his mouth comes over, heals you, and leans down and whispers, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and then just fucking jets. <laughs> like, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me? Yo, what? yo, what the fuck? Yo, was that guy a vampire? <laughs> and then, to, just to cap it all off, fucking Jared Padalecki, 10 foot tall and full of muscle, Jared Padalecki knocks on your door and is like, hey, what'd that dude tell you? Baton Rouge, Louisiana? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool, bye. <laughs> just, yo, why don't you got pants on? Was that a vampire? <laughs> Oh, poor, poor Mrs. Miller, which I believe is the pedestrian's name. Um, so, yeah, they know where she's going next. Now that they know that, they don't need Crowley, so Dean just tells that motherfucker to fuck off. He's like, get out of here. I've got my brother back. I don't need any more demon powers. Like, that. that's not going to be useful at all, fighting a, in the fighting the angels. Like, see you later. And Crowley does. He just, you know, does his little blink, and then he's gone. Yeah, adios. That's it. Uh, Gadriel and Cass, the... The, what do you think about the CGI on this heaven door thing? Like all of the cool pentagrams and stuff in the in the sandbox. I thought this was pretty dope. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They do another thing in a minute where they like where like stone walls grow yeah, out of the ground, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, you know, it's not like the ultimate shit, but you know, it, it's pretty cool. I, I like to see some. If we're, I mean, if we're gonna go for like this hokey angel magic shit, you, you might as well go all the way with it. Yeah, I, like the visual metaphor, I think is is the most fun to really break down. Like I don't do it a lot, but. Uh, just thinking about like how huge these forces must be, and then seeing them like dink around in a little office is really funny. Yeah, to me. like I know, and yeah. I realized like it's again, it's a visual metaphor. Like we're not seeing these as real people. Like we're only seeing them because they've chosen to be seen this way, or whatever, whatever, right, whatever. Right, but right. yeah, it's just very funny to me that all this happens. Uh, so yeah, they they go through this gate to heaven, and surprise, it's not another like trick heaven this time. It's they actually actually got into heaven. Um, and Hannah is there. Uh, like she was one, you know, Castiel is like second in command, basically, and now she's clearly working for Metatron. Um, did she die in the last episode? No, she. Uh, I think she just <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> she just left. She left Castiel. 
Um, but yeah, they get into Metatron's office, which is where they want it to go. And then that's when it turns into a prison cell and like the stone like grows out of the floor and traps them. Um, and of course, Twist. Hannah and the other. Yeah. Hannah and the other angels. They knew this was a trick to begin with. They're not that stupid. Yes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that Gadriel responds to this happening, you know, Cass keeps his cool because he's Cass. Um, but the way that Gadriel responds to this makes me think that this is where he was kept before the fall. I mean, yeah. I know he was in prison, um, but he, his, his like, oh no, oh my God, his, <laughs> that kind of reaction um, m- makes me think, yeah, this is, this is his nightmare ending I, back up here. Um, Hannah says as much. Like Hannah says, okay, like, okay. W- welcome All to right. your, like your new home. Um, you know, I'm sure Gadriel can show you around the place because he's so familiar yeah. with it. Um, so I wasn't just inferring that. No, they no, didn't no, actually no. say it. Okay. Specifically say it. Um, we go over to a uh, homeless city, which is, a, you know, a, just a group of homeless people outside of a factory that um, later we can just walk into. Like, go walk into yeah, the factory. Later, later we find out it's it's a wet pipe. Yeah, it's, sure. It's of the wet pipe variety. Meanwhile, there's this this homeless community, and Marv is walking in when one of the Well, women, the homeless, they don't want to live in a wet pipe factory. It, you'll get pneumonia in a fucking true, wet pipe factory. You're, you're right. You're breathing right. in that, that wet metal it, all the time. It's much better to sleep outside on the ground and <laughs> of the wet yeah. pipe factory. You're, you're, yeah. right. you're 100% right. Yeah, I am right. Um... <laughs> she recognizes marv from the video apparently um this this video has gone viral enough in a short amount of time that um she was able to see it uh she introduces him to a man named george who immediately offers him a beer uh but marv is not interested in your alcoholic beverage he's only interested in curing george's diabetes which he does so george is going to feel much better from now like you can see him um like his hand was kind of clenched up almost like it was he had like weird muscle problems and you can see his hand relax uh, so Marv is just going around curing everything, everybody that he can find. Um, and then some redheaded dude says his name's not Marv. He's a fraud. His name is Metatron. He's just an angel. And it goes on like this long speech about how he's a fraud and like you shouldn't believe him. And he's done all this bad stuff. And I'm like, my dude, you. I'm like, <sighs> fuck this guy who fuck this blowhard. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. no, wait, no, he's, he's one of the good guys. He's shit. one of the good guys. Yeah. He's talking, he's talking oh, bad about <laughs> Metatron. Oh, we like him. He tricked me. <laughs> um, Chris, what possible reason is this angel hiding out from the angel faction war with this homeless community? Is that what's happening here? Like, I feel like we've seen multiple times know. in this episode where like just... angels tracked other angels down from where they were hiding. Like they're not specifically good at hiding it, but from other angels. Yeah. So, we all assume, I think, that like everybody joined Metatron, but I, I guess there would still be some who are who are outliers, no matter what. Like they're not going to join up with him. Like Castiel is not the only one who's you know resisting. Um, yeah, but I just I don't know. I don't know what this deal's dude or this dude's deal was, but um, he I think he thinks that he can like ruin Metatron's plan by just like calling him out, and everyone's like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, and during this, Metatron like draws a blade, thinking that he's gonna have to like uh, kill this dude. But he's doing it kind of like circumspectly, right? Like he's just like letting it fall out of his uh, trench coat mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. into his hand. Uh, but before he can do anything, this woman interrupts and starts yelling at this random angel, uh, basically saying like, "Who, who here has the gift that he has? Like, he's obviously a part of the divine. He's obviously telling the truth." And that's when the whole crowd gets involved and just starts beating the shit out of this guy. <laughs> um and it's it's very brutal and and like this this crowd mentality is very scary to me man like it's it's super 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 frightening and metatron helps him out 
that he um, he kind of drops the blade on the ground and kicks it over, and somebody picks it up and stabs the dude with it, actually killing this angel, which is, boy, that's bad. Things get dark fast. They straight up murder a dude. <laughs> they straight up murder an angel. <laughs> they straight up take a man's life. Uh, <laughs> How many humans, other than Sam and Dean, have killed an angel, do you think? I, just not, not this fucking guy. This guy has killed an angel. I yeah. mean, though, it was, you know, there was a tarp thrown over him, so he could see his angelic light escaping him. But, sure, you know, yeah. you know what it is. They didn't, they didn't even notice those wings when they popped out the little, you know, the wings of ash or whatever that shows up when you kill an angel. So I no. miss, I miss the ash wings. I know I the too. angels don't really have their wings anymore, but yeah, I still miss yeah, them. Yeah. I, I do too. I like that a lot. Um, Sam and Dean are about a mile away. Sam has staked this place out and kind of has the, the homeless, you know, community. He staked it out. Um, Sam hands Dean the blade and Dean like actually has a moment and is like, you know, I, I've really, I, I want to apologize for how I've acted the last few months. And Sam's like, no, 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 we, we don't have time for that. Are you ready to go gut this bitch? And I'm like, another bitch yeah. reference, but okay, fine. Another bitch reference, yeah. Um, and just <laughs> as we think, like, you know what? They're back on the back on the same page. Clock, because uh, Dean it, Dean starts to apologize when he says, "Listen, the last couple months," and Sam cuts him off, and he's like, "Let's just go, let's go do this thing." Um, but yeah, then uh. He he clocks Sam, and it's pr- presumably because he doesn't like Sam using profanity. Uh, he says, you, you watch, you watch your goddamn mouth around here, Sammy. I'm the only one who gets to cuss. Uh, and he I just, thought we agreed not to him. You bitch is a pejorative anymore, Sam. Clock. I thought we, I, I thought we, you, you got all on my case about it, Sam. And now here you are thinking, you're, and he just he clobbers him. Um, so he says, "Sorry, little brother, not your fight." Um. But I'm sorry, Dean Winchester, your brother has critical brain damage now because he has had oxygen deprived from his brain just far too many times. He's out. This guy's dead. He's, he's never coming back. Bunker Boy is going to be riding solo from now on because he just, there's, he's, he's put his brother into a coma with the amount of times he's been unconscious. It's just not right. It's not fair. I wish that they just showed Sam at least like dazed and confused and then they just prop him up against a wall. Or like I know that handcuff him to the steering wheel and he shows up like yeah. holding the steering wheel in the next scene. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because normally he'd be able to pick that lock, but now he's too fucking dazed to do it. So he just takes the whole steering wheel. <laughs> Dean's like, is that the fucking steering wheel? <laughs> he's just holding it. What in did one you hand? do to my car? <laughs> I'll put it back. I'll put it back. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so we we switch over to um, Castiel and um, Hannah, who and Castiel's like trying to explain this long, complicated plot to Hannah, and it's not working at all. She she demands that they show that show her proof if they have it. Um, and then we go back over to Dean, who walks into this homeless community and is instantly recognized as Dean Winchester by the woman from earlier because Marv told them that he was coming and uh, they direct him into the wet pipe factory where he's going to meet Marv. But before that can happen, we have to go check in on Gadriel, who is having a bad day, Chris. He's, he's back. having a fucking bad day. <laughs> he's having day, a terrible dude. day. He's he's uh kind of got this long monologue about redemption um, and how it's all he's really thought about for the thousands of years that he was in prison. I wonder if I wrote this down. <laughs> you should, we, should, we should check. Let's see. Maybe, maybe later. Maybe I wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about how, yeah, he had all this time to think on what he did and how they should be protecting humans. And they have to stop putting themselves before humans. Um, and this is when, when he turns around and he reveals that he's carved a symbol into his chest. Um, and I think what he says is, I mean, this is this is Metatron's last hurrah. 
Um, he was uh, a <clears throat> yes, Gadriel. Sorry. Unfortunately, um, we have like twenty more minutes of Metatron. Unfortunately, <laughs> including a ridiculous fight scene. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Gadriel, who has been this complicated character, love him or hate him, I think he's been very distinct. Um. And I know that sometimes you didn't like how like stilted and like acts like a paladin all the time. But I think I, I kind of appreciate that he he acted like how I sort of assumed angels should be. Not totally normal, not totally human. He is like, and and maybe that's because he hasn't had time to acclimate because he was in prison for, for thousands so of years. Yeah, we got, we got prison Mike over here. He's weird as fuck. Um, <laughs> Dude doesn't know how to work a microwave. He's yeah. been in jail since before he's, microwaves. He's been in the bed. He's been locked up for a long time, dude. He saw the um, Taco Bell menu and got fucking confused. Got what confused. are all these items? Trust me, dude. What's it, a Cheeto? Was, why are you making dark? Why are you yeah. making taco shells out of it? That ain't dude, right. They didn't even. They didn't even have Doritos when they put me away, dude. <laughs> You're going to have to explain Dorito. What is a Mountain Dew and why is it I'm going to need to know what those words are, dude. Um, he's, Metatron says, uh, what the fuck is Mountain Dew? No, he says, in the end, the only thing that matters Gadriel, is the... the way. Uh, God damn it. I didn't even write... I wrote down Gadriel. I didn't write down Metatron. I'm looking at the word Gadriel and I'm saying Metatron. Gadriel says, in the end, the only thing that matters is the mission. Protecting those who would not and cannot protect themselves. The humans. None of us is bigger than that. We will not let our fears or self-absorption prevent us from seeing it through. Not anymore. When they say my name, perhaps it won't be. It won't just be as the one who left let the serpent in. When they say my name, perhaps they won't just be as the one who left the serpent in. Perhaps I will be known as the one, as one of many who gave heaven a second chance. And then he stabs himself in the symbol, and the cell explodes. Yep. And this was the uh, symbol that we, of course, saw the angel suicide bombing with last episode. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, somehow, Castiel and Hannah survive. Um, I thought previously when we used these suicide bombs, like the actual angel body that exploded would also be gone. Um, but I guess not, right? It was only the person who it's directed at. So um, yeah, we still see, we see Gadriel's the body there or whatever. And, and he is totes dead. Gadriel is gone. No more, no more yeah. um, guy whose name I cannot properly pronounce to save my life. Battlestar Galactahunk? Yes, thank you. That's the very one. That's who I'm looking for. Um, so how do you feel now that, that Gadriel's gone all said and done? About his little his little character arc. I I still like Sam playing Gadriel more than I do this actor playing Sam. Gadriel. Um, yeah. But I, I will say, like his character art is completed. Uh, it it feels like it, it feels good. Like this this is a solid character story for Supernatural. Uh, you know this guy, you know trying to hide out and heal. Um, he going over to Metatron as it, not being brainwashed, but kind of being like. Like he's, he's kind of gullible, right? Like Metatron yeah, just he's basically just so desperate to like be a good guy. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's just made himself into a schmuck. Um, he's he's definitely like just believing all of the army's lies, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah this is yeah, this yeah. is a great deal. Just if, four years, that's fine. I can do four years. Um, yeah. but I, I think it ended. It ends abruptly, but I, I'm glad that they he was able to do this and. And, sh- and prove to Hannah that like he th- <laughs> through the use of a suicide bomb, Jesus Christ, but prove to Hannah that like he was telling the truth because why else would he do this? Why else would mm-hmm. he sacrifice himself for this? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into to Gadriel on the whole. I, I, 
I know a lot of people liked Battlestar Galactica quite a bit. I'm I'm just I didn't really like him when he was in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> so yeah. uh, he's he's fine, but like I didn't like him over there either. I didn't like him yeah. in Dollhouse, which is a TV show that uh you know I keep bringing up on this podcast, and I don't know why. Um, just keep that, but it's like it's like me happening. and the board identity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't even like that show. Just want to talk even about really it. Like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> just talk about it all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm into it. Where, where did you where did you fall? Yeah, I liked his arc. I like that he has this moment at the end of, you know, he's going back and forth and back and forth and let's get heaven back. Let's do this. Let's do that. Uh, and I like the thing of, you know, when they remember my name, maybe it won't just be as as the dude who let the serpent in. Maybe they won't just remember my fuck up. Maybe they'll be able to. It's it's that one kind of like it's about himself, but it's just that sad little moment of like, hey, I did wrong, but now I'm going to try to make up for it. And, and maybe if I'm lucky, people will remember that I tried to make up for it. Um, and I appreciate him doing this and having this moment that Castiel had in season four where, um, what's his name? Uriel, uh, was like, yeah, let's just destroy that whole town because we're worried about a, a seal being broken there. And Castiel struggling with that and talking with Dean about that and saying like, Hey, um, you know, this isn't a good idea. How can you protect humanity by wiping out a whole town? That doesn't make sense. And it seems like Castiel was able to kind of become Dean for somebody else. You know, he. He's that that guiding force. He's that idea of what can be better, going your own path and and doing what you think is right. And it helped remind Gadriel that the angels aren't here to control the humans. They aren't here to rule the humans. They aren't here to fight over control of heaven. They're here to protect humans. Um, and with that in mind, he's able to make the ultimate sacrifice. And that's that's an interesting thing too, because we haven't seen angels give a shit about humans outside of like right. maybe Castiel in quite some time. And like for his interpretation of the the purpose of angels to be to protect this humankind that our father made is is it's really interesting to me. And I hope it's a angle that the show continues down. Like if we're gonna be dealing with angels, I would much rather them have a singular purpose and be working towards something other than and not this like crazy like infighting that we've had all of season nine. So. Yeah. Can I tell you something funny? I have a uh, I have a supernatural poster on the back of my door that I got when we started this podcast. Um, yeah, I want to decorate the room a little bit, and it is a they're standing outside the church from the season eight finale. This is the cover. Um, yeah, this is the season nine cover. I've seen this on the Wikipedia. So yeah, yeah, you got you got Crowley in the back, and he has like fire in his hand, Cassie on his trench coat, uh, Dean up front, Sam standing behind him, and the angels falling from the sky. I got Crowley I in am, the back. <laughs> yeah, I got. <laughs> And I am for the very first time noticing that Sam's shadow is Gadriel. I literally never noticed that. His shadow extending out behind him against the church has broken angel wings. Oh, me, I never noticed that until just now. Let me let me check that. I'm gonna scroll up. Hold, I'm gonna get out of my chair and get close so I can see this. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah, I see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I never noticed that until just now, and I, this poster's been here for like two years. Oh, interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, a little fun little detail to notice right as we talk about Gadriel's death. Yeah. Um, so from there, we go uh, over to Dean, who walks mm-hmm. in. Uh, Metatron is doing some some yoga. He's just got a little mat on the floor, doing mm-hmm. some downward dog, mm-hmm. just stretching those bones out on that vessel. Um, but he, he gets up and he cleans up his mess, and he tells Dean that Dean's problem is cynicism. Um, that the, the human people just want something to believe in. Uh, just like he did, like he wanted to believe in God and Dean doesn't believe in anything. And Dean calls him Bernie Madoff with wings, which is like mm-hmm. a weird reference to make and to deal with in 2019, but we're just going to roll past yeah. it. Um, yeah. And Metatron describes God as hating 
actually working directly with humans, like actually like getting out there and being in front of them. And that's the reason why like they wanted him so much. That's the reason that they fought and warred in his name. And, and he wants to save them in exchange, of course, for becoming their God. Of course. Um, Dean is like, yeah, I don't uh, give a shit. I don't care what you think my problem is. <laughs> I love is. that response, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about you or any of this. I got a lot of shit I'm dealing with. And guess what? I'm taking it out on you, motherfucker. Um, and as he says all this, there is a yellow light casting up onto Dean's face. And um, obviously being lit from below is like cinema 101 on how to make somebody seem sinister. But this yellow light also kind of washes out the details of Jensen's face, so it's it's smoother, and um, it makes him look less like Dean. It makes him look like a monster almost. That's the it's it, it, it's only a second that it's there, but this yellow yeah. light on his face makes it look like he's wearing a wax mask of himself or something like that. Just for that second, when you go, oh shit, that's not Dean Winchester anymore. That is that's Kane. You know, like that's this that has this is like that urge to kill. That's all it is now. There's nothing else. And. Dean grabs the blade, uh, brings it out of its little leather hidey spot. Uh, you could tell that Marv instantly recognizes the first blade and is a little bit concerned about it. Um, I don't know if he's pretending to be concerned here. Like, I don't know if he knew that he had the blade or not. Yeah. Um, like, that seems like a thing he, that he would know, but I'm not sure. Like, he's not omniscient at this point. Like, he just knows right. a lot. But he does say, hey, Dean, I know you're here just to stall for your, your boy Castiel upstairs. Yeah. Like, this is all because you think that you can, you can do something. And it's not going to work out for you. Sorry. Sorry, Dean. And Dean is obviously a little surprised to hear that, but doesn't let it stop him. He's still going to stab him anyway. And they start engaging in some hand to hand. Notably, like Dean tries to stab him. Marv stops him. He blocks him. And then Dean punches him across the face. And uh, as we Ooh. usually see, Ooh, this doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't do much to angels when humans punch no. them. But this time, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. what was that? This time it's a, it's a, woo. this time it's, it's a punch and Marv, and Marv like reels back and is like, Oh shit, you got some juice. Um, and then he just throws Dean into a wall because he has superpowers. So yeah, he's like, I ain't getting punched again. That <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telekinetic. Basically I am gene fucking gray. Okay. I can, I can hurl you if I want to. Yeah, absolutely uh, not into that. Um, so yeah, he gets, he gets tar- tossed pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut back to Castiel. We see him like make a move, like trying to get to the office upstairs, um, mm-hmm. rallying, you know, his his cause there. Um, and then it's just like, hey, cut back to Metatron uh, beating the crap out of Dean, um, just kicking him in the face, just like pounding, just on really, him. really doing damage to him. Uh, and then Sam shows up at like the at the home homeless community, and he tries to get in. And when people try to stop him. Sam does what he loves to do and is pulling gun on them. Just pulls out his giant <laughs> weapon and, and scares everybody. And they're like, in the wet pipe factory, just you can walk on yeah. in, Mr. Giant Sam, Man with a gun. Please don't please don't point your gun at the homeless, Sam. Please don't kill any homeless people, Sam. <laughs> please, Sam. I don't, I don't know what year they teach that at Sam Smanford University, but you should go check that out. Sam, um, I know you've had a lot of brain damage, but please. Well, we still have a lot of episode left. I didn't realize we were um Yeah. It's a long one, people. It is. Um, it's late. So Metatron keeps punching Dean in the face. Uh, eventually, Dean's able to get the blade back using force powers. Castiel finds the tablet. It was underneath the typewriter this whole time. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but just as Dean grabs the blade, Marv leans in and just very softly and slowly, but 
very firmly stabs him in the heart with the angel blade. And yeah. of course, Sam runs in to see this happen um, just in time. Dean falls to the ground. Castiel breaks the tablet at the same time. We're kind of cutting back and forth from these two events. Uh, Sam rushes over and tries to lift Dean up and the walls are, are kind of starting to collapse on them somehow. Um, Sam grabs the angel blade. Metatron just disappears. He teleports to the office. Um, and that's where he finds Castiel sitting in his chair. Yeah. Um, and this is just like, I couldn't believe that this was the stunt they pulled with Metatron, which is so funny. <laughs> the like Castiel re- makes Metatron reveal his evil plan. This like, is spell it all out for. This is like a the ending of a Saved by the Bell episode, right? Yeah, like, they 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 got the the bad kid to admit something in front of the principal, but without even, you didn't realize the principal was there all the time. It, uh, that kind of bullshit. Um, yeah. So yeah, Castiel basically uh, baits Metatron into talking about his entire plan, and he he takes a couple of jabs at the angels, calling them basically sheep, uh, and. Goes this goes through this whole long monologue about how they'll never turn him against turn against him. They're they're with him forever, but uh, yeah, Castiel just looks over at the little handset thing. He's like, "Yeah, you're mic'd up, dude. Everybody's yeah. hearing this. You're broadcasting this on Angel Radio." Whoops. Sorry, idiot. <laughs> um, the only the only good line I liked here, like really like kind of like shitty like Manatron villain stuff, was like uh, when Castiel's sitting in his chair, he says something about like you did all of this for one pathetic human and well guess what he's dead too and you're sitting in my chair yeah. i liked that like evil bad guy line um and that's like uh oh now we know something's wrong with dean um it's, it comes so, out as like a really it's just metatron right like that dude it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> he kick I, I, I like metatron I'm a, like i like metatron because they've made me not like metatron so much and that's what you should have with the villain and because he's such a piece of shit i'm, I'm reading through the dark tower series and uh I don't know if you remember the, the character of Calvin Tower that owns the bookshop. Um, yeah. And boy, is he a piece of shit. <laughs> like, he is just <laughs> a... And he's that kind of character where you're like, he's more concerned about his bullshit than he is, like, saving the fucking world. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, this is where we have our uh, our brother our brother moment. Dean is uh, bleeding out. Sam's trying to carry him out of there. And he tells Sam that he needs... You need to get out of here before Metatron comes back. Um, and it's it's better that it's better this way you know the the mark of cain is making dean into something that that he doesn't want to be and this is this is inevitable really um but sam says you know forget the mark we'll deal with that later we'll figure that out later right now we just need to get you to a hospital get you healed up do what we always do the mark there's always something that we can do to to deal with the supernatural but right now we just got to help you out um and then Dean dies. We cut back. Yeah, we we <laughs> do mean, cut back briefly to see the Castiel Metatron stuff, but then yeah, um, Sam tries to carry Dean out, but it's just it's not happening. And then Dean he starts to fade away, and his last words to Sam are, "I gotta say something too. I'm proud of us." And then he fades away, um, which kind of you know, Dean in that moment he goes back to old Dean, sweeps away all the years of bullshit, any anything. Um, whatever they've been dealing with i like that it's like dean steps back in time we don't get to see what dean's thinking or experiencing and or or how he's suffering we just see dean in my in my opinion we see dean go back in time looking at everything that we've seen him do and just say i'm proud of us and that's because he's got to say something he's got to get 
something out to his brother. There's so much bad blood between them right now. He has to say something. And I think that's a pretty good something. It is. And this is a, this is a very powerful moment. Uh, Sam's crying. Like he's obviously very upset. He's hugging Dean to his chest. Uh, he's just, and Dean uh, looks like he has just been fucking wailed on. Like the makeup effects are so good. Like he, he looks bloodied and beaten in a way that we very rarely see these boys get. Um, mm-hmm. It spe- I'm like, I, th- I think there's been a couple of times, usually at the other one's hand when this happens. Yeah, um, last time we saw this it, this bad, it was when Lucifer was possessing Sam and almost killed Dean at the at season five finale. Yeah, I was thinking, I was trying to think, there's a time where Sam was all fucked up too, and I can't remember when it was, but it doesn't matter. We're not, we're not talking about that. But yeah, this is, this is a huge moment. And then like, you pause the episode and you're like, there's still like five minutes left. What is going to happen yeah. in this next five minutes? How are they? I'm sure everybody was thinking, how are they going to bring him back? Like, you know, what, what are we, what are we going to do now? Is it going to be another, um, crossroads deal? Is Crowley going to do something? Can Castiel come back? Is he, um, what, what's going to happen? But we don't really, um, see that. What we see is, uh, Castiel basically telling Hannah, I don't want to be a leader. Um, and she's like, what are you going to do about your grace? And he's like, I don't know. Season 10. Tune in next yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and that's the last time we see Castiel in this story. So we'll have to kind of catch up with him in season 10. We go to the bunker where uh, Sam is setting Dean's uh, body down as the song starts to play. I can't remember the name of the song. I'll, I'll go find that later. Um but he lays the body down and he's fucking dead. <laughs> like the dude is yeah. just, he's not moving. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, he, Sam is all Sam's torn. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. Dean is not moving. Um, can't find the, my like, way home. That's what it is. <clears throat> time has passed and Dean isn't like, there's no like <gasps> the Mark saves me. Like, no mm-hmm. Dean, Dean has died. And it's just a kind of a slow montage of Sam going and pouring himself a drink. And, you know, they've gone through this rigmarole of, of even Sam saying, if you die, I'm not I'm not bringing you back, whatever. But this time. It's like he has to get a little bit drunk and he like he just goes, yep, 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 I'm doing this. Uh, and he starts to try and and summon Castiel and just to camp out on Crowley. or not Castiel. Sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. Crowley. Um, and to, to camp out on that for a second. Did you watch I, this if, episode, Chris? What is with his names today? Sorry, it's I don't know why I'm mixing. There's two, there's two C names, you know, and there's G- Gadriel is a stupid name and Metatron, whatever. Hey, um, if you like Supernatural, prove it. Which one's Dean? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotcha, so, poser. Yes, yeah, shit. Uh, big, big one and small one. Big one and small one. Um, they. Uh, yeah, Sam Sam goes to summon Crowley, and I feel like Sam is almost, you know, he has come to terms with Dean dying before and said, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring him back. When he was gone to Purgatory, he didn't try to find him. Um But this is so abrupt and the mark led him to this, and I feel like Sam probably thinks he can summon Crowley and be like, Hey, you're basically our friend now. Um, help Dean, please. Yeah. Um, or even like you got him into this situation. I will keep you trapped in this room forever. If you don't help me out, like he, that can yeah. play out either way. I think um, I could see Sam thinking that he still has some leverage to work with. I really like this, this little twist that they do here. It's not huge, but we go from him, you know, drawing the marks and about to do the spell to Crowley sitting in Dean's room, staring at his dead body and Crowley talking to Dean Oh yeah, before we get Crowley, Sam actually has a line. I didn't realize that. Also, oh. I don't know why I noted this. Sam's wearing a season three shirt. Okay, uh, cool, cool. 
He's he's in his old wardrobe, which was the last time that we saw Sam with a dead Dean. Um, and oh, I don't know if touch. Yeah, good catch. I don't know if he literally wears this in the season three finale because if he does, and that is some like real cool foreshadowing of like <laughs> the last time that we had Sam crying over Dean's dead body, he was in the same outfit. Again, I don't know if it's, if it's that exact episode, but if it is, that's fucking wild. Um, but I just noted, I was like, I remember that shirt <laughs> cause I had one that looked like it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so trying to summon Crowley, Sam says, you got him into this mess. You will get him out of it or so help me God. Yeah. Um, that's, that's right. Then, I did forget about that line. And then the music starts to fade away as we see Crowley in Dean's doorway talking to dead Dean. Um, he comes in, he sits down and he starts to talk about how Sam right now is trying to summon him. And yeah, he's he's basically saying like, yeah, he's he wants me to resurrect you. Like it's the same old, same old. It's and the line that I like a lot is it's all become so expected. Like yeah. he just Sam just assumes that this works, and he then he goes into this these this monologue about um, how he didn't know what was going to happen when he suggested that Dean take the mark, and he may have left out some details about how this how this would affect him, but he never lied to him, and he said that's very important. It's it's the whole the, brand. It's I yeah. did not lie, and the I delivery of that line is is good because good, it's just yeah. the, the silence of it, and then he's saying he's saying that line. It feels really good. I kind of want to go back and. Um, actually see if he lied at all <laughs> like during yeah, the yeah. where we meet uh kane and everything i want to see if he actually because he like got that shit killed um which isn't a lie <laughs> but right, i mean right. um so I'm, yeah, but i'm sure that you know either a i don't care or b the writers did right did right by it um um but he he starts talking about how he did leave something out and it was a story yeah. about kane and that kane accepted death uh when he Instead of killing, he couldn't take killing in a, he couldn't take killing people anymore. He couldn't take what the blade was turning him into. So he turned it on himself. Uh, but the mark didn't let go. Yeah. And that's when Crowley pulls the blade out of his jacket. Um, and he says that I wasn't certain this was going to happen, but I started to under I started to, to suspect it when you refused to eat that cheeseburger. And then he puts the blade in Dean's hands and he folds his hands on top of him, on top of his chest with the blade inside of them. And then he says, uh, what you're feeling right now isn't death. It's life. It's a new kind of life. And he says something like, wake up, Dean. And yeah, what is the uh, he says, maybe miracles do come true. And what is the name of this episode? Do you believe do you in believe miracles? in miracles? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he says, open your eyes, Dean. And this was the quote. This was the quote that was everywhere. He says, open your eyes, Dean. See what I see. Feel what I feel. Let's go take a howl at that moon. And Dean opens his eyes, and they are black like a demon. Boom. And we we cut to black. That's season nine, everybody. We did season it. Season nine. <laughs> that is such a great ending. God damn, oh. Chris. Like, the implications. I love the setup. I'm, I'm very curious if they had this ending in mind and from the beginning of the season. If you guys out there listening know anything about that, I know, like... There's something about Jensen like looking at the camera and like winking or saying something like knowing that basically was a huge spoiler for this. So I'm assuming they knew it was going to happen. But if you know huh. any of the, any of the backstories, hit us up monsterweek.cool/contact. We're going to be doing a whole feedback episode that'll be next week's episode and write in not only that stuff but also your opinions about season nine and everything. Chris, wh- what did you do? 
<laughs> what did you just immediately start season 10 <laughs> i had to wait it wasn't out yet i know uh, i did too what are you gonna do how did they turn dean into a demon i was so um, fucking excited about this yeah man. this was such a huge thing this was cool obviously I, like i said i was bummed that i had it spoiled but even so it's still a really great moment they film it really well and um it, the delivery of all of it is just is it's great and then, you know, even though I had it spoiled, after you get past this point, it's still just like, holy shit, what the fuck is going to happen next? What are they going to do? Uh, it's like, how is Sam going to fix this? We've seen we've seen demons be cured before. Like, we almost yeah. cured Crowley, but now he's just a weird lo- weirdo addicted to human blood king of hell. So, like, that didn't take. But we've, we've seen demons be cured before. But, like, is Dean going to let Sam do that? Like what? Right. I mean, he's going to be a demon now. Like he's going to be full of these weird demonic powers and probably want to do a bunch of shit that he's, his old human self wouldn't allow him to do like marry a man. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. Uh, these, these were the questions that we were, we were facing with uh, or faced with when, when this ended. And I remember all the build up to season 10, just be like, Holy shit, Holy shit, Holy shit. Um, this was this was about as exciting as as Supernatural could get at this point for me, I think. Um, and I mean that in a good way. That's not a negative. I meant that in a good way. Um, because regardless of of anything or any problems that I might have had with the buildup, I think that in the end, the delivery was was what I wanted. Uh, and on paper, this sounds very cool in order to, to f- take down what he perceives to be a greater evil. Dean takes on the mark of Cain. And uses this blade that is slowly turning him into a monster or slowly turning him into a demon. And as a result, he becomes one. Um, he literally becomes this thing that he's been fighting his entire life. Uh, and and that well, is... For the last nine years. He didn't really know. For the last years. nine years. They, they, they didn't run into one until season four. Or season one, rather. Sorry. Episode four. Um, so yeah, this is, this is it's huge. And it's a dark turn. And it's a great twist. On the expected, like Crowley said, we always expect them to die and come back and die and come back and argue about it in between. Um, but this was, you know, they don't they don't try to leave you hanging for, oh, Dean's dead. How's Sam going to bring him back next season? They go, no, 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 no we're cutting that out. Dean's already back, but he's mm-hmm. not Dean anymore. I the build up to this is is extremely great to me. I like him taking the blade, him taking the mark, him slowly going crazy. And the the kind of hints that they drop throughout this episode with the eating and and the, the craziness and the bloodlust, like this being the thing that corrupts Dean's soul and makes him into a demon, is like just so good to me. Like I love this. This is so good. It's uh, really good. And I and, and you mentioned like one of the most exciting periods of Supernatural of like what the fuck are they gonna do? Like how could they how could they come back from this? Like what 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 do you even do at this point? Like I don't know. What do you what do you do? Yeah, it's I thought it was gonna totally change the dynamic of the show of uh feeling like okay, well is it gonna be like Sam and Castiel versus Dean and Crowley? Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I'm um I'm excited to get into season ten with this. This is this is extremely exciting. Um I was kind of scrolling through the episode list for season ten recently and uh and boy do we have some we have some good ones in there that I remember pretty mm-hmm. well that I am kind of excited about. There's a bunch in there that I remember being a big fan of. Uh I'm pretty sure that I didn't finish season ten. This is maybe so, where you, you fell off. I can't I can't quite remember. I think I, I was close to the end of the season, but I think this is where I, I missed an episode and then it was all lost. 
Um, I know for sure I haven't seen 11, but I also feel like I didn't finish 10. So I might finally, finally enter uncharted territory after two and a half years of this podcast. The um, there's there's a couple of episodes that I am looking forward to the most. Uh, fan fiction, which is episode five, is I think both your and I favorites. One of our favorites. Yeah, yeah, um, I've watched that episode within the lifespan of this podcast. I think. Yeah, I I have definitely watched the big scene from fan fiction several times. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, every once in a while, I'll just go turn that bad boy on. As soon as I do, I text it to you, and I'm like, you have to laugh to watch this with me from across the world. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um. And there's there's some goofy ones in there as well, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. I, man, like we 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 usually do our our detailed season summaries on our feedback episode, um, but I want just like coming out of this, how how do you feel about season nine? Like I feel like this was a really strong season. They yeah, like obviously, like I said, I, I at the start of the show, I've had some problems with it. Part of that comes from the fact that. I spend more time taking notes and looking at a screen than I do getting to watch the show sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if I feel like I'm writing down a lot. And that can uh, alter my way of, of perceiving things. Like for this episode, I try to sit and watch the screen as much as possible. And when I wanted to take big chunks of notes, I would pause. And then in the end, I had a better experience that way because I was able to really, really take everything in. Um, and this is a this, this was a good episode. This was a really good finale. and because it was so good and because it felt like such classic supernatural in in, in the best way it, it made me forgive some of the things that i maybe didn't like along the way but overall yeah this is a really solid season yeah i'm 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 super here for it to be honest with you um i i i think eight and nine are better than six and seven i do too yeah um as much as i like the leviathans and as much as i like the artwork that you did for the leviathans uh i think overall season on was was a return to form like the brother drama wasn't nearly as manufactured as it usually is um i feel like sam responded to all of dean's meddling in appropriate ways um we had some some kind of funny episodes throughout like crowley's developing as a character is is really great like i kind of dig this whole am I kind of human now Crowley? Um, like, and I'll yeah. be excited to see him go full evil or go full good. Like, I don't, I don't know which way that's going to turn out. Um, Castiel as a supporting character just gets better and better and better. Like he's just killing it. And yeah, man, like I'm, I'm really positive on season nine coming out of it. Same. I, I'm glad that we are able to sort of hopefully start building up a, a cast of characters again, because we lost so many, we lost Bobby, we lost Joe and Ellen. We lost what's his name the guy with the mullet. We lost yeah. Rufus, you know. Rough. Like every we lost Pete. We lost Irv. Uh, like everybody who we've loved, bring back Pete has died. Bring back Pete. Bring him back. Um, um, yeah, and you know you talk about the that was the, that was this season. That feels like a lifetime ago. It really does. Twenty three weeks, man, of our life. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, we also like Jody has become such a stronger character now. Like I, yeah. I really really enjoy Jody and. I, I, I think everybody can, knows from Wayward Sisters that that's going to keep happening, and that's really great. Um, you know, Felicia Day as Charlie showed up in this season. Oh, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that was a whole thing. Maybe we'll find out what she's been doing in Oz. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm I'm kind of kind of here for all of this. Did we talk in the episode that they left Metatron alive? Did we actually have that conversation? Oh, yeah, we don't we don't really talk about that too much. But, yeah, they lock him up. That's that's they lock him what? up. And that's the that's the when we switch back to Kaz while um, Dean is, is dying. I think that's why we didn't talk about us because we were so talking. We were so hit to talk about Dean. Um, 
yeah, Hannah tells him that he's he's that's what a good leader would do is is lock Metatron up instead of killing him. So we're probably not done with Metatron yet. Like I would have just killed that guy, but I guess I'm not a good leader. But I just I don't know. I think a good leader doesn't allow other leaders to live. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Cassio was acting very much like Jon Snow in this episode. He just kept yeah. going, I don't, I don't want it. Um, <laughs> but in the end, he wasn't able to kill his enemies. I know nothing, Dean Winchester. I know. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible accent. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, any last thoughts? Uh, at, when it's all said and done, I, I am happy with where we're at. Yep. I am too. Uh, thank you to everybody listening. I mentioned this earlier in the episode, but uh, our feedback episode is going to be next week. If you're uh, new to the podcast, uh, feel free to write in. If, if you're not new to the podcast, feel free to write in. But um, if you haven't heard one, we usually bring on a guest and we answer questions or letters or fuck Mary hunts or read fanfic, I swear to God, um, and talk about the season as a whole and talk about your thoughts and feelings. You can send that in at monster of the week. Cool slash contact. You can email us at monster of the week podcast. You can DM us on Twitter at M O T W cast. Chris, if you can vamp a little bit, I'll even pull up our, um, our phone number that I did that literally nobody has ever. Called oh yeah. Before. Oh yeah. So while you're thinking about that, if you're thinking about what, what do I want to send into these hunks? Uh, you can listen to, uh, you can listen to our emoji podcast thinking face. Jeremy asked me to vamp. Uh, we we earnestly are reviewing uh, emojis that you find on your on your telephone. You use them. I use them. My mom uses them. Everybody uses emojis. And we're doing a podcast about them. And it's the same thing as our Supernatural podcast. But instead of hoax, it's little circles, circle people. That's, am I done? Can, it's, can you start talking now, Jeremy? <laughs> the telephone number is 316-530-7498. I don't think that spells out anything, um, but I don't, because I couldn't figure out how to do that. So, um, and also <laughs> not a real phone. So you can't, like, you can't text that. Like you can only call that and leave a voicemail. Um, so do that if you want to, and I'll play it on the show if it's not just extremely filthy. But um, as always, thank you very much for listening. Very thank much you for appreciate that. Should I tease the opener of season ten, or do you want to hold that back? Let's hold that back till, till we do okay. our feedback. Episode. That's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll be back next week, everybody, with your thoughts and feelings. Oh my gosh. They're back. Oh, I, Jeremy, Chris, I hear it. Tell me you hear this, man. I hear it. What is this? They're back, dude. They're back, dude. What's going on? Is this the omen? What is this? This is, dude. This is, this is my childhood. Let me tell you a story. You know that the, the Final Fantasy VIII opening starts with the, the waves crashing on the shore and then the camera very, it plays this song and then the camera goes over the ocean and starts saying these words. It's just, these quotes appear on screen and says, I'll be waiting here for what? I'll be waiting for he- you here. So it's just all these questions and you're like, what, what is she waiting for? Who's waiting? You see a girl in a field and you don't, there's feathers and flowers everywhere. You don't know what's going on. Uh, and then it shows, you know, Squall and Cypher fighting with their gunblades and it all looks so realistic and the year is 1999 and I am Chris and I'm having my mind blown. I went to Blockbuster to rent a video game and they didn't have that video game. So I picked up Final Fantasy VIII instead. And I watched this opening cinematic where this music plays, and it literally changed my life. I was so blown away by how cool and mysterious and crazy this was. I didn't think video games could be like that. 
and I watched this shit, and it, it just broke my eight-year-old brain. And I have been broken ever since. And now here I am, and the guardian spirits are speaking to me. I, this is amazing. I was I did not believe you that this could happen. That means I, it's I happening, man. It's happening. It's crazy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so oh, cool. that, was, that was cool. Gabriel, um, real quick, am I like way delayed? Like, are we? You have been a few times, and okay. and some of your sentences would come like two at a time. Okay. It was like you'd be saying one thing, it would be really slow, and then another one would rush over it at the same time, and I'd be like, yeah, for sure, my dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm real sorry about this this bad interview. I mean, we're, we're almost there. We're almost through this, this sucker. I know, it just sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, if you Maybe weren't, you know, downloading so much goddamn porn all day... <laughs> That's me. That's what I do. <laughs> just downloading just terabytes of porn. <laughs> Good evening. Holy smokes. Squall, is that you? Are you there? Are you finally communicating with me? After all these years? It's me, Chris! Squall! Is it you? Hi. Hello. Uh, I was just—I just had a moment. I don't know if you could hear it, Jeremy. You just got on the mic. Sounds like um, I, lo- I logged into the channel, and you won't believe what I heard through the headphones was the Final Fantasy VIII opening music. It's, it was—it was the craziest shit. Oh wait, hold on. I gotta—I gotta go take care of something real quick. Okay, all right. Catch you in a minute. Whoa! Is that the man with the machine gun? Whoa! Are we partying? I feel like Squall's dad is like hanging out with me right now. All right, I'm back. I had to. Uh, I was just like, go take care of a dog real quick. Sorry about S- that. Squall's dad's theme just came on. His dad's name is Laguna, like Laguna Beach. Chris, are you, do you have an iPod plugged in somewhere? No, man. Home? I'm on my I'm on my new laptop. I don't have any music on this laptop at all, mm-hmm. and I don't even have YouTube up. Are you sure, like, something's not playing in the background? Like a like a, a weird tap? Like, I'm not putting music in Discord. Like, that would be crazy. No, I think I think the spirits are communicating with me, man. It's the craziest shit. At first, it was it was this Final Fantasy VIII main theme came on. You're not, you're not going to believe this. And then, the man with the machine gun, is, it's one of the combat themes. It came on. I was just dancing. I couldn't... <laughs> I realized I was dancing you, and that nobody would able, be able to even see what I was doing. Are you <laughs> sure you don't have a... Tab open somewhere? No tabs open. I'm checking now. There's there's nothing. You know my audio doesn't even work half the time. So there's no there's no way that this is a mix up. I'm being spoken to. The god the Square Enix gods have reached out to me on this day to to remind me um or to honestly to answer my prayers. They they they're answering my prayers after all these years and this is the only way that they can communicate is, is through music. I think that because Squall doesn't have a voice. I don't know if you do this. Squall doesn't have a voice. What do you mean Final he doesn't Fantasy have a voice? 8. He's like a, he's a he's, mute guy? It was, no, <laughs> well, he is kind of a mute guy. That's sort of his <laughs> whole thing is he doesn't really talk. But, but, uh, <laughs> there's no voice acting in Final Fantasy 8. So like, of course, of course, like, it's just like when Castiel tries to talk to Dean, like there's no way for him to comprehend angel speak. So he just hears radio static, you know, like that's what, that's what, how it comes through. 
they don't know how to speak to me. There's no squall voice for that they can channel. So they're they're doing you, it through the music. I the spirits are speaking to me directly. Are you saying squall's true form is the size of a Chrysler building? He can't he can't just show it to normal video game people? Yeah. This is like this is my burning bush. This I I don't know who saw the burning bush but that's me <laughs> oh that's really funny I, yeah i don't i don't know what could be going on you might want to do you want to like reboot your computer or anything what what, what do you need to do i know I, whatever whatever I've, i'm keyed into here i don't want to upset <laughs> it mess. i want to you know <laughs> i don't want to cut the connection you know what if i turn this laptop off and i never hear from him again you know what i'm saying so oh oh hold, hold on one Who's second call- man i'm sorry oh okay Jeremy! Jeremy, it's happening again! Jeremy, can you hear that? I feel like I just got into a boss battle, dude! Yo, am I in a boss battle right now? Yo, Jeremy! Am I in a boss battle right now, dude? I'm freaking out, dude. This is too much. Yo, Jeremy! Yo, hang up the phone, dog! Alright, I'm back. What the frick, dude? Sorry, you it was, missed it. Was it. A work call. I'm sorry. It usually doesn't happen after five. But first of all, it's 2019. Put that shit on vibrate. <laughs> Second of all, it happened again. It happened what again. Happened I thought again? it was in a boss battle. All of a sudden, what do you mean you the were in a music, boss battle? The music came on out of nowhere. Chris, did you? I can't believe this. Are, you can't eat an edible and record a podcast with me, man. That's, I that's did. Rude. It's a rude thing to do. I did it. Yeah, you know, I, I ate a big sub, but there was nothing crazy in that thing. <laughs> I swear. Did it have some weed mayo a, in it? <laughs> no, there was a there was a lot of lettuce, but I took some of it out because it was just too much lettuce. <laughs> it was some weed lettuce. <laughs> it was not weed lettuce, it was regular lettuce. <laughs> Iceberg, probably. <laughs> I've never had this kind of experience before. I don't know if I could do the podcast. Do you I'm, I mean, I'm, it could cut it at any time. You wanna do a break? Or what do you what do you want to do? Like do you? I don't to, know. Because normally we would I talk about like video games right now, but you're kind of yeah, having well, this, expe- this experience. I I I'm living video games right now, man. This is a whole thing. I can't believe you didn't hear that shit. I, I can't believe you. Do you take your head, your whole ass headphones off when you answer the phone? Well, yeah, I, I wasn't. I didn't want the mic to pick up my conversation. And usually, if I'm away well, from I the mic, you're, you're like reading a book or something. So I didn't want to be talking over that. I don't know if you like to. <laughs> You like to keep me in one ear, you know, so you feel like I'm there with you as you're having your work conversation. No, I, I, I definitely do not want you here with me while having a work conversation. That'd be extremely distracting. I'm just now picturing it like having to do a presentation. I've got a pretty big presentation next week, and um, I'm just picturing like in the conference room, like four dudes with shirts, with button up shirts and ties or whatever the fuck, and then like Chris Mosier just being in the background. Super weird. Just in your ear, dude. Just in yeah. your ear. That's like what I I had to hype up my team the other day. Last week we had like a major work crisis, and my supervisor was out, and I was like, "All right, like I'm team lead. That's my official title. Like I gotta rally the troops and make sure everybody feels like they can get their work done and that they don't get too overwhelmed." And so I, I rounded everybody up, and I and it was like having Chris Mosier in the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't like okay, your boss is coming in to tell you what needs to be done. I was like. What is up, my dudes? Uh, local bones here. Uh, with all the latest tips and tricks on how to smash that, that work like, crisis. Let's do this, Smash everybody. that like button and uh, please yeah, solve this yeah. crisis. 
Am I uh, am I coming through clear enough? I'm, I was worried about my internet. So you're breaking up. You're breaking up a little bit. You're breaking up a little bit. I think that's because angels are interfering right now. Let me um, let me go ahead and switch to my phone data real quick. I'll be. Okay. I'm probably okay. going to disconnect when I do this, so I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. So give me a chance to. Uh... Oh shit! It's back. Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh my god. I can feel it in my bones right now, dude. I can see the feathers flying through that field. I can see the gun blades flashing through the sky. Those drums, man! This is- I'm tripping out! Squaw, I'm here! My ears are open! My heart is open! Speak to me! Trigger to Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Speak to me, Squall! Give me your secrets! Okay, I, this sh- this- I switched over uh, to my. Uh, it's phone. you, you cut is, off the connection, is, Jeremy. What? What's? What's the matter? What happened? You cut off Did the it connection. It was playing. It was. It happened again. You cut off the connection. Uh, is it only when I'm not here? Like, is it? Is the? It's so <laughs> far. I think you're in the way. I think I need you to log off so that I can have. I can have some time to uh, to adapt to adjust what's going on right now. They're trying to tell me something, and they know that you're not a true believer. You keep calling him Cloud, and I know you know that's not his name. I don't, don't think I've said Cloud more than once. <laughs> I know you know. No. And they know you know you know. <laughs> well, let's, um, let's, let's test it. Um, let's. let's. Okay, so I'm going to... Uh, okay, we're going to try to trick it. I'm just going to mute my microphone, and we'll see if it comes okay. on. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay, cool. Three. Here we go. Two. One. Mute. Come on. Come on. You can't trick the spirits, man. They know, dude. They know. The guardian forces, they know, dude. The GFs, dude. They know, dude. So now I'm just I'm just going to Okay, I flipped my internet. That that brought it back the one time, right? Or I took yeah. my headphones off. So let me let me just take my headphones off and we'll we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, get out of here. Okay. Scram. Come on. Come on. Hey, Guardian is, forces, is speak to me. No, Jeremy. Nothing's happening. I don't know why I asked that. I don't have my headphones on, so I can't hear you if you're responding. You son of a gun. I'm they know you're there, dude. It's not going to work. Over now, if that's cool. Yeah, whatever, dude. It's not working. Okay, so... Dude, they knew, dude. They knew you were still in the room. All right, so I, we have to test it. I'm I'm literally going to get up and leave this time, okay? All right, all right. Man, this is crazy. Wait, Jeremy. Jeremy, I hear something. But I... I don't recognize it. Wait, what... This is, this isn't Final Fantasy. This is that schmoozy supernatural music. This is, this is the boys on a dusty road somewhere. Oh. Oh. What are the spirits trying to tell me right now? They trying to tell me to rock and roll? That's what I'm feeling like doing. like Sam and Dean are playing pranks right now, dude. Jeremy, they probably know you're here. They're trying to throw you off my trail. 
says they're speaking. The sorceresses, they're here. They're trying to tell me that Monster of the Week needs to become a Final Fantasy VIII podcast. I can sense it. That's what they want. Why would they combine Supernatural and Final Fantasy if that's not what they wanted? Oh, there's another song! That must mean I'm on the right track. There's a lot of music in right now. Jeremy, you must be really far away if this much music is playing right now. Okay, I'm back. Uh, Jeremy, they were playing multiple songs, what do you and it mean stopped multiple? as soon like, as you came one back. One after the other, there or? was th- three different songs, and and I figured it out. You know, I, I hope they weird. keep speaking to me. But I found out their message. They they started playing a supernatural song, and then it shifted what? What? supernatural. Into a, Carry on my wayward son. What did they play? No, no, it was one of those randos from the soundtrack. You know, the you you it was Sam and Dean just played some pranks on each other, and it's it's a whole thing. Hey, you're looking at the your we're using uh, that. audio right now, right? Like on the waveform, can you see the music? Like, is it coming through? Where you no, my waveform is just me screaming. It's, <laughs> it's not picking up the music at all. I'm not cutting but, in but, music for this. So, like, this is going to be a really weird no, bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, you, this, isn't for, this isn't for the outtakes. I'm having a spiritual awakening right now, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. But the, what this, I know they're they're telling me. They spoke to me. They played this match music, and then it... it just as I was thinking, Sam and Dean are up to their old shenanigans. It cut into that into the Final Fantasy intro music again, um, and and now now I know that they want Monster of the Week to become a Final Fantasy VIII podcast. Um, and I think that they're, I'm speaking for them. This isn't my opinion, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I don't I don't think this way, but I think that the spirits, the Final Fantasy VIII spirits, they think that you can't be trusted to uh, to do this. But I think that this is this is divine intervention, and uh. It you know it's ride or die time. I, it's time for Monster of the Week to become the podcast that it was always meant to be. Chris, I've I've been um, a pretty open um, atheist for quite some time now. Like I spent some time in my teenage years being like, well, I don't know, but no, I'm pretty mm-hmm. much confident, pretty confident that there's not a god or anything like that. And uh, it's this. If you're okay, trying to convince is... me that the spirits want to turn this into a Final Fantasy VIII podcast, then I am. No, okay, it's not going to happen. That's not maybe, the way to my god heart. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's it's this is this is divine intervention, but maybe it's, spirits is the wrong word. Okay, guardian forces is the correct word. Okay, my my GFs they 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 spoke to me through music and they told me this needs to become your a super or, or, <laughs> a Final Fantasy podcast. Is this how people go crazy? Your, is this how like girlfriends? cult leaders? Tell, what are you, no, my GFs, dude. What are your my GFs? GFs, guardian forces, dude. <laughs> Guardian forces, dude. Oh man! You know what happens when you equip Guardian forces, though, is you start losing your memory. So we have to record this shit, otherwise, I'm gonna forget. <laughs> You're gonna forget about the finale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's get into it. I guess. Yeah. Let's let's, let's talk about a podcast real quick. Let's do a podcast. Do you want to? Well, I mean, since you're here, oh, if, shit. Hold on. Oh I, my I gotta, god. I gotta go do a thing. I'm sorry. You and your fucking work phone. I said put it on vibrate. First of all. Oh boy. Oh, I'm having heart palpitations out here. No, don't. What's the sad season five music? Don't give me the sad season five music. What am I supposed to do? Huh? What for me, GFs? Do you want Final Fantasy or do you want Supernatural? Why are you challenging me like this? Are Sam Winchester and Squall very similar? Yes. So can't okay, it be I'm both? Back. Why does it? 
Wait, who Ugh. are you talking to? Are you talking to your Not, girlfriends again? <laughs> they're guardian forces, dude. Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Just tell me. All right. Why don't you, what do you think? What do you think about Gamer Christmas, dude? Um, I'm here for Gamer Christmas. I had, I watched most of the conferences, I think. Um, yeah. And in, enjoyed it quite a bit. It was uh, cool. Microsoft's conference is always really fun. We got that sweet, sweet Elden Ring trailer, and I'm beyond excited about all the stuff I've been reading mm. about that open world, yeah, I, like man. horse traversal, weird. Like we're not going to do traditional towns or NPCs that you would see in an open world game. Like from like imagining just like a huge sprawling landscape with a bunch of shit to explore, like a bunch of from shit to explore. Yeah. It just sounds incredibly dope. I heard I saw you talking to somebody. I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, but something mentioned of Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, um, Global Mega Dude. That's exactly that guy's name. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly what I was picturing. A Shadow of the Colossus world where you go into like not not I don't know. First, I was picturing the Ocarina of Time world map where it's like a, it's an open map, but then you go into like the different areas and like each has like a little dungeon in it. Yeah, I'm picturing the Shadow of the Colossus open map with different uh, spooky areas that you would go into and, and like challenge stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's gotta be something like that. Cause they love old worn down shit. That's, that's oh, yeah, their whole that's, vibe. that's their, that's their jam. Um, I mean, Sekiro although, was, was really interesting with that because it, it was the first time in a long time that we got a from game where like the world was occupied. Like we weren't there a thousand years yeah. after the fall. We were actively right. causing the fall by killing all of the generals in that army and letting the, right. <laughs> the, the police come in and steal everything. So it was very weird to see today that George R. R. Martin retweeted something about uh, from Sonic <laughs> video game. That's fucking brilliant. I don't follow the germ on, on yeah. Twitter, but that's brilliant. I love it. Um, what was um, Final Fantasy I, VIII, I would, right? Like that was probably your highlight of the of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the um, spirits are literally I, communicating you through Final Fantasy VIII music, or you're having a stroke. Dude, so, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. No, all right, so. Yeah, I, uh, I, I obviously Elden Ring was was cool. Um, there was some fun stuff at the the Xbox conference. I think that I didn't. I don't think I watched any of the other ones until Square Enix. And I sat down. I had heard rumors earlier in the day that there was going to be a Final Fantasy VIII thing, but all of the rumors were just people saying I heard a rumor. And so I thought, well, this is bullshit. I follow this guy on Twitter who just retweets like stuff in support of Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> so, like, of course you do. Just people saying they like it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what so, a weird and like truly pure Twitter account. Just like I like this one <laughs> video game. I have uh, I have yeah. alerts set up for searches. Anytime somebody mentions Final Fantasy VIII, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna retweet it if it's positive. I'm gonna block them if it's negative, and then I'm moving on with my life. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, and I they they posted something about the rumor. I responded to their tweet with a squall quote. It was a screenshot with a squall quote. The main character of Final Fantasy VIII. And it said, like, as long as you don't get your hopes up, you can take anything. You feel less pain or something. It's this really dramatic <laughs> quote from the game. But I was like, that's, that's got to be us tonight because we're not going to hear about Final Fantasy VIII. They lost the source files or whatever the, the issue is. It, it's not going to happen. Um, so the Square Enix conference started and they started with a, with a bang. They came out with that Final Fantasy VII remake gameplay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was blown away. They showed, like, characters. Everybody's excited about Tifa being back. Um, they actually showed like the combat system and how it's going to work and they showed a longer extended trailer and I was just all in. They showed the collector's edition I, that comes with cloud on a motorcycle. I was all over all that shit. I was having a great time feeling the love of gamer Christmas 
And it brought me back to, I was texting my friend Steve while this was happening, brought me back to seventh grade. We had a snow day, so we stayed home from school and we talked on the phone all day, each playing Final Fantasy VII, like talking about like the secrets and like, okay, I'm going to go to this area and like check this out. And we were just like sharing stories because we like didn't have much of the internet back then. And it just took me back to that moment. I was really, really excited about Final Fantasy VII. And then the uh, real quick on Final Fantasy Square VII, moved on. I, I thought it was really, yeah. really funny that um, people and I'm not I'm not here to like rain on anybody's parade, not here to yuck any yums like Final Fantasy VII is obviously an extremely beloved game. Zillions of people love it. Um, but like you, you just mentioned the Tifa thing and like my entire <laughs> timeline went nuts yeah. when they showed Tifa. And I was like, it, it, it is a remake. Like you guys knew it was going to be in there. Right. But I guess it's yeah. I guess the difference is like having that, you know, modern 3D models. So you get to like see what she looks like and not just in a cutscene or in a shitty like polygon right. four polygons that they could made that game out of. So, And I think from what I'm learning. Everybody, like everybody on our timeline, both young boys and young girls, everybody had a crush on, on Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. You've seen the tweet going around, right? Like me, you know, I'll post my thirst about Tifa and I get a response like, aren't you married? And it's like, yeah, like my wife isn't also thirsty for <laughs> yeah. Tifa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's just, I think that's, everybody is just experiencing that moment in real time. Like back then you couldn't tell anybody that you had a crush on a video game character because it was weird. <laughs> but now it's the weird internet. So everybody's like, I'm just embracing it. Go for it. Um, I don't, you know, it, it won't, it won't last. People, people will stop. But yeah, it's just, it, it was crazy to see all that. And, and just, it looks really cool. I was excited. Um, it looks like they're going to nickel and dime everybody and make final fantasy seven into like 12 different games. Yeah, tell that dude, I don't, I don't understand that at all, man. It's Honestly. Just... Okay. They, they actually, they clarified it a little bit. Because they said, we don't know like how many it's going to be. But they said today, like clarifying, each is going to be about the size of a regular Final Fantasy game. Uh, is your phone ringing again, sir? No, it's not. <laughs> don't worry about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's just a real phone call. <laughs> <laughs> they, said, um, they said that they, I wish I, I should pull up the quote, but no. They, this one is taking forever because they basically, they restarted it halfway through and all this shit. From now on, they have the baseline set up for everything, so creating the sequels will be much easier. Um, and I know that there was a little bit of like, hmm, Square, you guys suck, what are you doing? Because this is kind of, this is the shit that they pull. And I tweeted it yesterday, like, I don't give a shit. Make an entire franchise out of this one game. I don't, I'm here for it. Yeah. I love this shit. People get an Assassin's Creed every other year. Let me get a fucking Final Fantasy VII every <laughs> other year. Let me get a new Final Fantasy VII. Just, yeah. just make it the I know unending. what I am. Uh, I know what I am. I'm the garbage person who will give you hundreds of dollars every time. Uh, I, was, I was pretty into the combat system they showed. Um, and it's, it was just interesting. Like, I, you know, being able to kind of pause midway through and, like, do tactics and, and things like that, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. R- really... Like it kind of reminded me of a Dragon Age game that I played like years ago, where you could kind of pause okay. and, and, yeah. and like tell yeah. people to do stuff. Like I don't think it's going to be that involved, but it reminded me of that a little bit, and um, it just it just looked kind of fun. Like I, it just really looked fun. So it looks surprisingly good. I was worried about what the combat was going to be because honestly, I wasn't a hundred percent thrilled with the way that Kingdom Hearts three turned out. I never really had fun. It felt like playing that game, um, and that was you know. An action RPG, and I had a similar thing with FF15. Boy, if I had simple like, and clean queued up right now, huh? <laughs> I know, for real, for real. Um, Didn't even think about that. <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 had a similar, like, had action combat with you, like, zipping around everywhere, and it felt like it was like close, but not quite there. Um, when I f- finished Final Fantasy 15, I never went back to it, but I found myself um, 
kind of like itching to do that combat again. You know, when you finally beat Sekiro and you feel like you're you're good at the game finally, and you're like, oh, I want to just go back and keep playing because like now I, I I got the itch in, in my in my hands in my gamer hands. Um, I felt that way a little bit about 15, but in the end, none of those things really held my attention for very long. So, but looking at this, I thought, okay, I'm into this. This looks cool. It's essentially the active time battle which they used in many of the old turn-based Final Fantasies, seven included, where while you're making decisions, the enemies are still attacking you, and like you still have to wait your turn every time, and there's the load bar in between your attacks and stuff like that. So this seems like it's that. You're still building up that ATB meter, but in between, rather than just standing there waiting for the meter to load, in between now, in this version of it, you can just attack, and you can run around. So it just gives a little bit more uh, versatility to what looks like it's kind of is based on the old combat system. So I think yeah. that is really cool. And it was very surprising to see that that's how it's going to work. I'm a, I'll watch the square conference. I usually don't because it's on a little too late, but autumn is out of town. I had nothing mm-hmm. else better to do. And I was super curious about what they were going to show for that Avengers game. And Chris, yeah. I, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I made a mistake. I let myself get hyped up for a square Enix game and without seeing yep. anything but a name and I just assumed a bunch of stuff and then they got on the screen and they talked about how it wouldn't have loot boxes which I wasn't even worried about until they said it wouldn't have loot boxes <laughs> and then, right, uh, right. then they got the voice acting cast to come out and like talk about what it's like to play Thor and Captain America I do that game looks like a just what the very little they showed of that game like just looked like a QTE segment and I said the same thing about Spider-Man way back when too when they were first showing that at E3 uh-huh. Um, so like I, I guess it could turn out fine but like all of the character models look it's and I don't really care that they don't look like the movies because I realized that would be like a hundred bazillion dollars to get like you know mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson's license um, likeness rights uh, but I, I just wanted them to look like cool and they definitely do not look cool like I, I said it in our discord they look no. like marshmallows stuffed into a uniform and it's like they just look puffy and squishy in a in a weird way not like they're it's, like i'm not fat shaming them they don't none of them look no fat. no no no. i would take i would take models, like hefty yeah. thor from endgame over what oh, we got. oh beef thor yeah for sure uh but that's the thing is you, obviously you're used to everybody even people like me who don't watch other movies I know what Thor looks like. I yeah. know what Captain America looks like. I know what Iron Man, like all of those people are ingrained in my head. Every, in the entire world, their faces are ingrained in our minds now based on those actors. Obviously, like you said, you can't get the likeness, but, but to focus on a dramatic scene out of costume between these characters, I think is a, was a very weird choice. And I don't know if they were like, Hey, we have these popular voice actors. You get the people from critical role. You get, um, What's his name? Nolan North, Nathan Drake, Troy Baker, yeah. Nathan Drake, and and Joel from The Last of Us. So these characters that people or these actors that people know and like in the video game world. So I get why they they would want to bring them together and have them like say, "Hey, we're all you know reprising these roles that you know and well from these famous Hollywood actors." But I just I think it's because nobody wanted to see what they showed. That's not what anybody was there for. They wanted to see gameplay and see what that game was. So it was just kind of like a, um, and I don't know if they were trying to like develop or build some hype up off of the fans of these voice actors but it just seems like just about everybody was disappointed <laughs> yeah it's, and it hasn't gotten any better like i didn't i didn't go through and watch because they did like a, a secondary thing the next day right like during the day they they showed some yeah. more and um like i just caught up with our discord channel which has been like e3 headquarters for me this year for whatever reason um shouts to my gamers in the discord shout out uh, to my gamers in the discord um but just watching like 
their reaction to the stuff that Square was showing on the the live stream stuff. It was just like, why are they talking about this? What is this? What are you doing? Like, what is any of this? It's so strange and and, and weird. Like, just make a fucking Avengers game, dog. (laughs) Like, what is all this like weird co-op? Yeah, I mean, just like like I just look at Spider Man. (laughs) Like, you have a perfect example that's been out for like I don't remember when Spider Man came out. Was that? Man, was was that 2019? Did that come out in tw- this year? I no, it came out right. end of 2018. End of 2018? Yeah, it's probably September or something. It was before, yeah. it came out before Red Dead. I know that much. And Red Dead was uh, October. Okay, so sure. So, I mean, like, you have um, Spider-Man. Like, just make, you know, get a cool story and, and make a good game, Square. Like, I, I know you can do it. You've made good games before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, how the fuck did Square end up with the Avengers license? Like, that's so I don't know. It's Crystal Dynamics doing it. Yeah. Crystal Dynamics is doing it. They're like, the, the Tomb Raider. The Tomb Raider people. people um, which I was, I, I think that's why I was so hyped up on it. Because I haven't played all of those Tomb Raider games, but I played the first one that came out. And, like... Uh-huh. That was like I liked moving around in the world. I like I like I, I think I maybe yeah. platinumed that game. Like I think I did the whole all of the stuff that you could do in that game. Um, but I like it was fun. Like they they can make a competent game. So like having all this weird right. stuff about co op and loot boxes that aren't there and uh, it's just fucking weird. Anyway, it was extremely weird. Yeah, I I was a little bit um, checked out for that part when that when that came on. I was in a <laughs> you were in a Final a... Fantasy eight. <laughs> yeah. So um, the the deal with Final Fantasy eight. Listeners, <laughs> there it is. I heard that music and I started shitting myself. Um, Final Fantasy VIII is my favorite video game, and out of all the Final Fantasies, it was the only one that hadn't been ported to a modern console. It was the only one of the first nine that wasn't available on phones. It's on iOS and Android. Um, it it wasn't on Switch. It wasn't on PlayStation Four, and there was just an old Steam version that apparently people say like suck. Um, the, the rumor going around was that the source code for the video game was lost, meaning that they couldn't reproduce it. They couldn't remaster it because it didn't exist anymore. I don't know how much any of that is true. I don't know where we're standing. I don't know if the port we're getting now is going to suck. Um, but the hope of ever seeing it again was pretty much gone because the, the Square Enix had just completely ignored it. So I was watching that conference. I was on my phone the entire time texting Jeremy, texting my other friend on Twitter. And then... The music started playing, and they they, they showed a, a Final Fantasy VIII remastered trailer. Uh, it's not a remake or anything; it's just the old game. They've got some upscaled character models, which I'm actually like weirded out by because I'm so familiar with the old dog face looking shit characters that seeing them pretty is like throwing me off. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I like just I dropped my phone. I could feel it vibrating, Jeremy, because you were texting me a bunch of times. Steve texted me. <laughs> <laughs> and then my Twitter started like going up because everybody knows and I'm obsessed with this freaking video game. Um, yeah, we had a lot I, of I put common my hands... mutuals that like when I was when I finally yeah. caught up to Twitter that night, I was like, oh, everybody told Chris that this was happening. Yeah, yeah. I put my hands on my head. I was just alone in my room watching TV and I just put my hands on my head and I like didn't know what to do. I could feel my phone going off, but I didn't look at it. I didn't pick it up. I just I just stared at the screen and um I yeah I, I I was just I don't know I was weirdly emotional about it even though I own three copies of Final Fantasy VIII on PS One I have three physical copies of it and I have the PS Three like digital version of the, like the PS One Classic whatever for it so like I have access to this game I can play this game it isn't lost to me um, but just seeing it again just made me so happy like my favorite game of the conference was Final Fantasy VII remake like seeing that all like come together it's gonna be a great game. 
but the thing that made me the happiest was was seeing Final Fantasy VIII again. It was it was a nice little surprise. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. E three has been fun this year. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's weird having Sony not there. Like I really do feel like I'm missing sure. something. Like I I kind of expected them to at least pop up with like a video or something of like, hey, we're still working on the Ghost of Tiramisu or uh, you know, correct. Yes. Dream, dreams is, is is almost out or whatever. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet one of those big video game accounts just say like. Um, every game that you saw at the Xbox conference was made using Dreams or something. Like <laughs> yeah, <that. laughs> I don't remember which game it was, but the 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 broadcast I was watching. I usually watch Giant Bombs as they talk over it. Although I'm kind of getting like I don't I don't know. Like I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like I don't need your not funny. Like they haven't been as good. Like I don't know why I'm dissing Giant Bomb on a podcast. Anyway, <laughs> um, those guys are super sweet and nice. So like, what the fuck do I care? Um. <laughs> But that was the joke that they made. It was some. It was a really pretty game. I think it might have been that one. Um, was it? I can't. I can't remember the name of it. It was some some weird thing they just had like a little clip of. But yeah, Microsoft going all in on new hardware too. That was like just throw a bunch of numbers at me, I guess, and like have a person tell me yeah. about load times. Like, okay, just show me the box and get the <laughs> fuck out. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess it's weird because we're at the end of the console generation, so you know. There's not two more years of PS4. There's not two more years of Xbox One. There's there's new consoles on the horizon, so nobody's really ready to announce their their new shit just yet. Um, plus, I feel like Sony thinks that they're like the like Rockstar now. How Rockstar just went like ten years between Red Dead One and Two and just like didn't say shit about it, and then finally yeah. we're like, here's a trailer. We're gonna release it whenever we fucking feel like. We're not gonna tell you about it. Like that's it. We just do whatever we want because we make so much goddamn money. We can we can do what we want. That's what that feels like. Sony is trying to, to like be them now. Like yeah. yeah, we're not gonna go to E three this year. We uh yeah yeah we don't give a shit. Um we're, we're we cool. don't care. Uh, we're Nintendo. <laughs> like Nintendo's always been like little cute and curated. So they're like yeah we're not gonna go we're not gonna go to uh E three because we're gonna do our own little treehouse thing and it's fine. Uh, and we all love them. The so Nintendo okay. conference was then, really good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, can only listen to it, but it was, I'm it was a video, but treehouse event, yeah. Uh, yeah, the only well, thing to take away from me, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Animal Crossing next yes. March. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, people will be really excited. I'm sure Breath of the Wild too. I made okay. I made a joke, and I feel like I tried to explain that joke in the Discord. And it didn't. I don't think. I think I, it didn't come off right. It's always funny if you have to explain it to people, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say I was like, oh, if they announce a new Zelda, gamers are gonna be pissed when it's not uh, titled Breath of the Wild 2. I said that as a joke, meaning like, you know, there's lifelong Zelda fans who know that each entry has a different name. Uh, and, and there are very few direct sequels that are, take place in the same, like, you know, realm of, of Zelda or whatever. Um, they're all, you know, all standalone entries. So, but I, so I was making a joke based off that off of, of gamers who like, don't know what Zelda is being like, what the fuck? Where's Breath of the Wild 2? I got Codblops 2, but I get Breath of the Wild 2. Um, and then they actually did it. They were like, <laughs> They were like, hey, uh, Breath of the Wild too," which makes sense because it was, you know, insanely popular. Um, so, yeah, there, there's that little like teaser just letting us know, like, hey, by the way, hang on to that switch you got there because this is coming. Uh, and then, yeah, and the ammo crossing. So that was cool. The uh, the thing that perked me up the most was um, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance trailer, like just seeing more of that. Oh, game. yeah. And they showed like a bunch of different heroes and they are it looks like they're doing some sort of season pass thing with that like if you buy the season pass you'll get content from like fantastic four and like other you know comic book franchises inside the <clears throat> marvel universe so like i really hope that 
that game is good enough to be replayable with a bunch of different characters and stuff. Like, I hope it's mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be online co-op or, or whatever, which I have no idea how any of that shit works on the Switch. <laughs> um, I've ne- yeah. literally never plugged my Switch into a TV, so this is going to be a whole new thing for me. Um, I'm pretty sure you have to, like, sign an NDA just to be able to get online. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Nintendo. I assume that I'm just going to be talking in Discord with other, other Marvel people <laughs> and, and playing that yeah. game. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, <clears throat> that was fun. All the other Nintendo stuff, like... It looks fine. Like there, there's a bunch of indies and stuff like that. Like I, I like my Switch a lot. I like it for what it is. I, you know, I don't. I, I just like I'm never gonna play any big games there. Like we were talking about The Witcher. We were texting back and forth about The Witcher about the, and we were talking in the Discord about it. But um, did you see that that game is running at 540p in handheld mode? Wild. That's wild. That's going to be. That's not a lot of peas. That's not. That is not, not a lot, a lot of, peas. of peas. Eric pointed out. Seven twenty uh, is usually your def- default P for low. Seven so. seven twenty is docked. It'll do seven twenty while docked. And Eric was like, "Man, five forty P like reading text in that game is going to be a fucking nightmare. Like that's holy shit, especially yeah. on that screen. So yeah, I don't. It's it's I, I I'm impressed though. Like they did it. I never thought they would be able to do it, but they were like, "Fuck it, let's do it." <laughs> I bet that game's going to look like fucking Wind Waker by the time it's at 540p and with the details turned off, right? It's just going to look like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. I don't even... like That being announced for the Switch was the most bizarre shit. Like, yeah. why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, who... Like, I, look, I know, I know there's some huge Witcher fans out there, and I'm sure it'll sell, like, gangbusters, assuming that it's, like, worth the shit. But, like, you've put thousands of hours into the witcher three like and you have a switch are you, are you buying this day one are you going to pick this up at all like is, is that no no I, no because no, it's not i'm it's, also the, the the maniac who keeps buying skyrim and i'm not buying that on switch either <laughs> yeah i just you know that doesn't seem it that doesn't seem the place to play that game at all like and i guess you know it works but i'm be curious how it handles battery like if you're at 540p and <laughs> You're just like I wonder if you can get an hour out of it in handheld mode. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel Chris, like your switch would explode. Chris, if we cut yeah. out all of um your the, the hallucinations, we, we're already at like forty minutes okay. on outtakes. Do you want to do you yeah, record was, a podcast? <laughs> yeah, let's record a po- podcast. Um, those are my those are my private uh, revelations. I appreciate you keeping those uh, private. You know, sure. Yeah, I'll me definitely and, me and, me and my god, me and my gfs. I'll uh, I'll definitely keep those private. Don't worry about me. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Please, respect to the privacy of me and my guardian forces. <laughs>